I was watching uh, that last minute and a half. I'm so sorry. When Brenda Moore knocked that shot through. Yeah. Boy, they just, how many times this year has that happened to them? About 30, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> over and over again. Two nights in a row. Yeah. Well. That's their specialty. That's the specialty of the house. They could have put together a nice back-to-back. Well, it could have been, could have been murder, but they didn't. They have no. Th- th- By the way, you're right. I, I was watching. This those, team's got no heart. That place was uh, dominated by empty seats. Right. Oh, the, and I wonder what they put for the attendance. I'll have to look it up here in a second. I don't know, but when you can see the empty seats down close. Yeah, chunks. They're, they're, you'll always see in the lower bowl there are like big chunks of uh, sections that are like basically empty. I was wondering if maybe people left early, but I don't think so. Yeah, getting on a computer all these offers, oh, four free seats if you buy a hot dog and a large soda. I mean, it's a joke, you know, and the reason they do that is so they can goose up those phony attendance numbers. If it makes Alan Cohen feel better, that's fine, but it's not bringing any money into the till. No heart. They got no guts. I'll tell you who's also got no heart and is a real jackass, and that's Greg Kotex at the Herald. What do you do now? You're not even familiar with what they're doing? Oh, I heard you talking about it yesterday. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, does he appear on that station? No, I don't think so. I, I uh, guess, I don't know. I don't I haven't. Because we know that the Herald has got an incestuous relationship with our friends across the street. He's probably so, on there as a guest from time yeah, to time. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And so he, he conducts a bogus poll where he puts everybody that's ever been through the door over there on, and then he gets only four people listed from our station, and, of course, gives them a big head start. And then I get a fax informing me, which I'm sure came from across the street, informing me about it so we can, like, promote them, which is fine with me. I have no problem with that. I'll talk about them all they want. But you're not in the poll. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm excluded from the poll. Sorry, Neil Rogers, but uh, only a sport shows, you know, as if I don't exist. It would be like having the ratings come out, and while well, 10 to 2, we, we don't get anything because there's no sports show on there. He's got the same mentality as our program director. All they know about is sports. That's all they know. If it's not a sports show, it doesn't exist. And the interesting part is the comments on his blog in regard to the poll. There are 28 comments, and about 20 of them mention yours truly, and about uh, of those 20, about 17 of them in a very positive light. Sorry, Greg Kotex, you idiot, you loser. You fairly. You moron. What a newspaper, man. What a joke. It was never any good in the first place, but, man, it keeps going down and down. Jim DeFetis was right. Remember what he said, that column he wrote about before he got canned about, well, this used to be a great newspaper. We can't afford it anymore, so uh, we're doing the best we can. I have an update on Jim. He's going to be doing commentaries on uh, WFOR. Oh, my God. Hopefully behind a mask. He's going to be on oh. regularly. He makes Michael Moore look like Brad Pitt. And he's, he's getting most, a radio show, but I don't know where. Well, radio show might be okay. I don't know, but I mean, he's got a he's got a body for radio, not for TV. He's, he's gonna have a Saturday radio show someplace. He I looks like somebody station. took Buddy Nevins and stuck a bicycle pump up his ass and just blew him up to about ten times the size, like he came out of a dumpster. You ever see him, Jim Defeatus? Only in pictures. Oh my God! <laughs> oh wow! How about a shave in a bath would be good for a start. Brush your teeth. Yeah, maybe brush those nasty teeth. Other than that, we don't want to start out ripping people, though, today, other than Greg Kotex. So let's see. At the last time I checked, about 10 minutes ago, we got um, 1,196 votes. And, of course, there's it doesn't really mean that much because there's crossover between the two stations. But the Mad Dog is first and you're second in the uh, most popular on our station. And then you've got a pretty good lead there in the ones that hate you like poison. 
And then over the other side, uh, let's see, Joe Rose, 175, Dan LaBastard, 158. Of, of those, about at least uh, at least 80, I would say, are from him, him and his uh, boyfriends. That guy, man, you talk about an ego. He makes Steve Kane look modest. I don't know what his story is. What an egotistical LaBastard. Well, that kind of a poll, you know, is what people can just keep hitting it, right? Right. Well, yeah, you can ref you can uh, keep going back and doing it again. I, I remember one year the Herald had a, a write-in survey on most popular and least popular, and I got both. Right. Which is good. Like, That's a good well, thing. Well, I remember that because I talked about it on the air, and I said, like, Howard Cosell used to get the same. He was the most popular and yep. also the most hated. Right. Which it means at least people uh, knew who he was, and they had an opinion. Yeah, and it means that... Uh, if, if there if there's nobody doesn't like you, then you've got a problem. That's right. But when there appear like like speaking of Steve Kane, when ninety five percent of the audience hates you like poison, then you have a big problem. That's pretty revealing reading the comments there, including from Eddie. This is Eddie. Some of our crazy people on there too. That's good. And then there are a couple of messages uh, signed Howard David on there too. As a matter of fact. Oh, Howard voted. Appreciate the message. Well, not really. Not the real. You know, a couple of our clowns out there. One says. Uh, if anybody at QM is reading this, could you please send my hairpiece? I left it at the station. <laughs> Things like Whoa. that. Huh. Huh. He left a muskrat. <laughs> He's kind of a rambling guy. Remember the muskrat ramble? That's uh, the mole man. Doi, 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 doi. But, Mo. Yeah, then you saw Mo go. Won't see him no Mo. Nope. But it's kind of amazing that we have all this other stuff going on and uh, still life goes on. He always said, well, what are they going to talk about after I leave? Well, we haven't really talked about him that much and don't plan on doing it. Got other fish to fry. I'm trying to get uh, Calder reopened. What do you mean reopened? Well, You mean for the simulcasting Gulf Stream? Yeah, the division, even if it's in, still in the courts, could give them a stay and let them continue, but mm -hmm. they don't. But here's something that's really incredible. We start with that horse racing again. First, we start I'm out with talking government. I want horse racing. I'm talking what's going on in the state of Florida. I think you check from across the street to sabotage my show. Go ahead. This is about the state of Florida and how it operates, okay? Oh, I know that. And this is very it's akin to what happened government. with the slots. But the slots? The head of the division, has they've been trying to reach him from all the tracks since December 16th. He has not returned a phone call. Oh, he sounds like Troy Stratford in our sales department. That's our, who he regulates. That's who he's supposed to be regulating. You know, I have an account that uh, that called Josh Cordes this morning and has left message after message for Troy Stratford, who won't return their call. Left a message for our sales manager, who also wouldn't return their call. How do you like that? One of our fine accounts. Well, the sales manager's busy, you know. Doing what? Uh, looking for another job? I hear he's up for the Division of Paramutual Wagering job. He'd be a perfect fit. He'd be great for that. He'd be always a AWOL. That guy didn't do anything either. Yeah, that business about not calling people back, that's just, uh, I just, that, that's the way our former general manager used to operate. So anyway, a guy Remember called in today. Remember the time he hired Defoe and uh, wouldn't return his calls because he didn't really hire him? And like yeah. the time he hired Rimmer and wouldn't return his calls because he didn't really hire him. But anyway, go ahead. No, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. A guy called earlier today and said that he called the division and talked to somebody there who said that they were acting on instructions from somebody much higher up. Now, who would that be? Much God, higher God. up. Our governor? You mean the fat-ass governor? Yes. Huh. I'll be damned. So indications are another attempt to sabotage gambling in the state. Oh, yeah, they're doing everything in their power. I mean, it's the most bizarre thing. They're supposed to be, it reminds me of Hyman Roth and Michael Corleone. They're supposed to be partners 
and the one side is doing everything in their power to sandbag the other side. Yeah. And by the way, they get money out of this industry. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Partners where the state takes a nice chunk of cash, millions of dollars every year. And this, this is a state that, you know, doesn't have any state income tax. And uh, desperately always in need of money. Can't afford this. Can't afford that. But they just don't want that money when it's associated with gambling. Oh, it's evil. It's really bad. Unless you like that lottery, man. If you want to get that annuity for the next 400 years. Yeah. That or, or take about 20% of what they promised you if you want it all in a lump sum. Oh, well, what's up with you today? Oh, what day is it? Thursday? Yeah. Getting ready for my big uh, my big uh, trip to Niagara Falls this weekend. About every, every six weeks or so I trek on down there. I'm telling you, you'd like that place. Beautiful casino. they got a big sports book. Uh, how far is it from Detroit? Mm, about 300 miles. That's not bad. Well, you don't have to worry about going there. You've got uh, casinos in D- Detroit. Yeah, I'll be there. And you got that big casino in Windsor, too. I'll be going to the one in Detroit because uh, I know the people who own that one. They've got, got all those strip up. clubs in Windsor, too, as a matter of fact. Well, maybe I'll take a ride across them. Yeah, like I said, across the Ambassador Bridge. No, seriously, at Windsor Racetrack, they got a beautiful casino, too, with 3,000 slots. Although I don't think they got the full gaming there. You might not want to go there. But they, but they have, well, you know they've got the big casinos in Detroit. Yeah. So. Take that bodyguard, I'm just telling you right now. You don't even have to go outside to get there, from what I understand. You know, even, even when I lived there, which was the early 70s, of course, that's after 67, after it was that burn, baby, burn routine. Uh, even the early 70s, it was one of those deals where all the white people just kept moving further and further. And then they built that, they built this stadium. It kind of was a tip-off when they built the Silverdome in Pontiac. Now, most people, if they're not from Michigan, they don't know their geography. Just take a look on the map and see where Detroit is and where Pontiac is. It would, it would be like building uh, the Dolphin Stadium like in Stewart. You know, it's just... Uh, it's an hour from the airport. Right. It's a long ways away. Yep. I remember when we had Willow Run Airport. There used to be two airports, commercial, in uh, Detroit. Remember Willow Run? No. Well, I sure do. I go back in Detroit a long ways when it was a great place. I haven't been to Detroit that often. Oh, boy. It used to be just fabulous. You'd be driving on the Itzel Ford or the John Lodge Expressway about 90 miles an hour, and the cop would go by you like you were standing still. It It was great. During the heyday of Motown, you'd have your radio cranked up, your AM radio, WXYZ, CKLW. But you can't live in the past, you know what I'm saying? Right. All these people say, well, all you old farts, you live in the past, you think the past was so much better. And you know why we think the past in many ways was was so much better? Because it was. Exactly. Oh, man, it sure was. God. Take me back to Hazel Park back in the day. And it was a place on 8 Mile Road where they had one of those, like, it was called Top Hat Hamburgers. Just came back into my mind. And if we'd have a bad night at the track on the way back to Kalamazoo, we'd stop at Top Hat through the drive-thru. They had those, you know, the little burgers like White Castle. Oh, sliders. Yeah, the sliders. You just open up the truck and say, fill her up, you know, give me about yeah. 100 of those. Things. Those were the best. Like around 4 yeah. o'clock in the morning when you're out. You yeah. Know. Boy, would they give you oxygen, man? You have to have like a bottle of seltzer with it. <laughs> oh, look at this. I just got a spy report. You'll be very interested in this. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, you know something? I don't. You're going to plot when you hear this. You can't handle it. Try me. Rick, one of our semi-chronic faxes, it says, says, Greg Kotex is a regular on 790. He's called the singing sports writer, a lame attempt at song parodies. He and his boyfriend, LaBastard, sit there and lick each other on the ear, and this goofball actually tries to sing 
putting full efforts to his high-pitched voice. Very sad. If it wasn't for commercials on 560, nobody would ever listen to that station except maybe for Joe Rose, occasionally when Hank's in his commercial break. How do you like that? Commercials? I didn't, yeah. No, listen to that. He, he's, he's a shill. He's on our station, and he's doing a poll and leaves me off of it and puts four people from our station. And I, I think we ought to sue the Miami Herald. I'm, I'm going to file a damn lawsuit. About a billion dollars. Yeah, but as you said squad. yesterday, this has nothing to do with ratings, so... Yeah. Who cares? No, no, that's not the point, though, but it's another lame attempt. Just like when the uh, 6090 went on or whatever was, the fan, oh, and Jerry yeah. Jackass, they put a column on the front page of the front section. Oh, big competition for QAM. The Herald has done everything they can to, like, destroy our lives, and I think it's time they paid for it. I think we ought to call Luca Brasi. I think we ought to call up Jim DeFeedy, and he can go over there in the middle of the night and take care of business. You know what I'm saying? You can go over there and take a big dump on somebody's desk. <laughs> oh, God. That's not a pretty picture. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll leave you with that. Think about that one the rest of the day. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. That whole building might just get sucked into the earth after that happened. Have a great day. Kaboom. <laughs> See you manana. <laughs> you too. Bye. <laughs> We're done. When it comes to sports, we're the authority. Now, I wanted to talk to you something about the Dolphins. Somebody told me, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, that Nick Saban said something about uh, trading up for the opportunity to give Vince Young. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, let's see, what, what, what was the trade? We're giving up uh, Seth McKinney and next year's number six to move up from 16. Plus, so we can get him. Really? Yeah. Do you think Do you think that would be good for the Dolphins? Nah, nah. Too a lot of packing, you know. Nah, too big a price to pay. Really? Yeah. All right, Mad Dog. Okay. Tricky Winky. The Mad Dog Jim Bandage at News 47. Sports Radio 560 QAM.
I'd like to give your ass a big kick. Like him. Wayne. Oh. Your Nazi brown shirt on the ship definitely shows a lack of brain. I don't care what you buy or sell. Your way of doing business sells. I wish that you would go to hell. Okay, well, I haven't played that in a long time, you know. In fact, we're going to be playing a lot of stuff we haven't played in a long time. Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. So Greg Kotex, it turns out, is an inside, another one of those insiders over there across the street, just like Barry Jackass, only even more so, because they wouldn't put Barry on the air. Who would? But isn't that something? He's the singing sports writer. Oh, man, it sounds so... Yay. Wow, Greg, you, you idiot. Well, it's 1016 already. We better do something wow, Yeah. By the way, Troy Stratford, return a call from your clients, you jackass. Man, oh, man, what, if he ever comes in here again and you let him speak to me, I will never speak to you again. I'm telling you that right, right. now. Just keep his nasty yes. ass out of it. I can smell it all the way up here. Mark the time down, Josh. Resolve yourself to a better night's sleep in 2006 by calling 1-800-MATTRESS right now. Nothing's got a bigger impact on your daily health, well-being, and productivity than a good night's sleep. And you can get one as soon as tonight. If you make that one easy call, just call Dial-A-Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS right now. If your mattress is more than 10 years old or it's noticeably sagging or lumpy or bumpy or schmutzy, it's time for a new one. Choose from the complete line. Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coral, Tempur-Pedic, and Stearns, and Bananas Foster, too. Dial a mattress. Take same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And you still pick the date and two-hour delivery window. You want that mattress delivered. They show up on time 99.7% of the time. Almost perfecto. That's why I've been using them for years, and I guarantee you'll be a happy customer, too. So start off the new year right with a great new mattress from Dial a Mattress and sleep like a baby for years to come. Pick up the phone right now. Give them a call. That's the easiest piece of shopping anybody could dream of. Just call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to their website, mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Leave off the last as because it stands for sensational, stupendous savings. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 Neil Rogers, God. Do you know anything about chocolate? From the controversial mayor of New Orleans comes a brand new chocolate treat. This will be chocolate. Racist peanut butter cups. How do you make chocolate? It's a delicious brand of dark chocolate. You take dark chocolate? Surrounding a super dome of peanut butter. And because it's Ray Megan's racist peanut butter cups, all the peanut butter has been moved out and replaced with chocolate. That's the chocolate I'm talking about. Just the way. God intended. It's the way God wants it to be. And be sure to try the delicious new chocolate drink, Megan's Quick. You mix it with white milk and it becomes a, a delicious drink. And for chocolate and nothing but chocolate, try racist pieces. You can't have chocolate no other way. 1021 at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. Let's take a look at that schedule now. We got the Gildy this afternoon. He'll be uh, he'll have his nose all the way down to his toes, which in his case shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, including Peter King between three and three thirty. Now is that going to be Peter King or Larry King uh, or uh, Stephen King? Anyway, then you got Mad Dog from uh, four to seven. Rock solid as always. Rock solid. Seven o'clock. It's Hurricane Hotline from Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse. You know that's Bernie. We bought the Panthers. Uh, Kosar, and then the Beast at Bernie's Steakhouse nine to ten. Eddie K at ten o'clock. No games tonight. Panthers get a well needed. They do uh, heal their wounds. Boy, they really suck. Anyway, we've got a major bulletin from the Sun Sentinel right now, which uh, does not have Greg Kotex on their payroll. 
By the way, real quick, their attendance uh, was supposedly 12,517. Boy, so in other words, if it said 12,517, that means uh, maybe about six, 7,000. And let me say this, 12,000, granted it was on a weeknight, but nevertheless, uh, Carolina's, they got the lead the league. That's the hottest team in the league. They got the ex-Panther Ray Whitney, who scored on a, uh, sh in the shootout, by the way. And uh, some people that folks actually heard of in South Florida, but nevertheless, that's pretty lame. And that includes thousands and thousands of freebie tickets given away. Like, oh, if you're, if you're a season ticket order, we'll give you like eight for one. And then if you like uh, uh, buy a, a small soda and a, a slice of pizza, we'll give you like 16 free tickets for each of your best ten friends. Yeah. You're not fooling anybody, Alan, okay? You can keep uh, whining and dining. You keep intimidating the broadcaster. Poor uh, Dave Strader there who wishes he was back in Detroit or somewhere. Man. Anyway, the big bullet in Tiger Woods moving to sprawling $38 million estate on Jupiter Island. Aren't you excited? He's still boring as hell. So he's got mm -hmm. millions and billions and gazillions of dollars, and he so, still bores yeah. me like crazy. Lots of boring you... people are rich. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Donald Trump, for example, oh. and George Steinbrenner. In fact, I think, uh, and Bill Gates, V. Gates. Are there any very wealthy people who are, like, interesting? Hugh Hefner. That. All right. Hugh Hefner's one. But he's not, like, crazy wealthy. He's just, uh, you know. Oh, famous. I think he's got a couple of bucks to stash away under that, under that lumpy mattress. You don't think? I'm thinking, yeah, no, he must. But that, um, what's that, David Branson? Because he's always doing the balloon thing or the this thing or the that thing. Not that that's interesting to me. Yeah, you mean the guy from Virgin Airlines? That's the one. He's doing right. stuff. Richard Branson. That's it. What about him? He's always doing stuff. Yeah, he's doing Not it. interesting to me, but at least he's having some fun. Well, uh, Donald Trump's always doing somebody, too, but nevertheless, usually, uh, who best fits this? This is our poll from yesterday. Somebody who needs a person. And, and let me say this. The Herald's defense on this Greg Kotex thing would be, well, that's not our his regular column. That's on his blog. Well, you know something? Right there on a, a main page right. of your website, you're promoting it. you got a link there to it, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can try to like, say, well, that's his personal blog, and the Herald didn't write. Well, you know something? Blow it out your ass. That's my response to the Herald. Well, Anything that they can do to try to, like, uh, you know, deep six us or screw us over. And, you know, and it still doesn't work. Here we are. How many years later, in my case? About 30, 30 years later. Since the day I came to town and had the audacity to knock the Miami Herald on the air, they've been doing everything in their power to, like, stick it to me. Like, stick both feet deep inside my Rectum. body. And here I am still going strong at the age of 110. How do you like that? You goyim over there at the Herald. You anti-Semites. You lunatics. You can't even imagine the things that Howard Kleinberg says about you. Well, anyway. I just made that up. Someone who needs a personality. Well, that's because the Miami News used to be like the stepchild of the Herald, and then, of course, the news disappeared one day. Miami News wasn't a bad paper, except that Howard kept, uh, Kleinberg kept uh, writing editorials against casino gambling, where privately he told me he was in favor of it. That's okay, Howard. All's forgiven. I sure hope he's okay and uh, not, not going to those Panther games. Who best fits this? Someone who needs a personality transplant, 1,076 votes. And Al Gore... And John Kerry. Pretty sad commentary. Al Gore's over there at the uh, big uh, film festival and get, with his documentary and going to save the world and after he fixes the Internet, it's all up. Right. Good. He better. Al Gore, 197. John Kerry, 169. Oh, boy. And those are supposed to be because we saw that poll on Hillary the other day. They couldn't find three people who would vote for her in a fixed election, including Bubba. He said, forget about that. Martha Stewart, 108. Joe Zagacki, 105. Joe Zagacki sucks, okay? Okay. Anna Nicole Smith, 101. Tiger Woods, 82, with his big $38 million mansion in Palm Beach. Anybody care? No. No, only golf nerds. Nothing worse than golf nerds. Do, 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 do. Ben Stein, 57. Now, there's another example. Sure. Boring. Oh, Ooh. my God, is he coma-inducing. Rich he and was on our. 
He was on the other one, the, uh, the other, whatever the hell it was. Terminal. Personality transplant wouldn't do it. Uh, 57. Bob Greasy, 51. Coma inducing. Mel Gibson, 46. Jimmy Syphilis has got. Pete Sampras, 28. Kevin Costner, 25. Bino Cook, 23. Jeff Gordon, 19. Ellen Degenerate, 16. Senator Bill Nelson, 14. And Bernie Williams has five. The expressionless Bernie Williams. There's another guy with millions and millions and millions of dollars, and he's still, and tremendous talent, still boring. Man, is he boring. God. He's as boring as vanilla ice cream. And that says it all. 26 past 10 at 560 WQAM. The Airmote Coast is Florida's numero uno Asian gourmet buffet. is rated by Zagat Restaurant Review. Every Friday through Sunday night, you can enjoy Lobster Fest featuring Maine Lobster served Thermidor style. And every night at the Airmote Coast is Crab Fest with Alaskan Snow Crab Legs, Dungeness Crab, and Jonah Stone Crabs. Get those crabs at Emerald Coast. The menu still includes fresh oysters on a half cell and a sushi bar with over 30... Different items. The Emerald Coast also serves New York steaks, juicy and delicious, cooked to order just the way you like them, and hand-carved prime rib, too. Just zillions of delicious fresh items on the menu. And on the weekends for dessert, leave room for the Emerald Coast's famous 40-inch chocolate fountain. You can hand-dip your own strawberries, marshmallows, other decadent treats. And January 27th, that sounds like tomorrow to me, through February 5th, come celebrate the Chinese New Year with the Emerald Coast featuring roast duck, crispy chicken, sweet and sour fish, Mm. And roasted suckling pig every night, too. The Emerald Coast has got three... Can in fact, speaking of roasted suckling pig, maybe Jim DeFeedy will be there with like mm. an apple in his mouth. The Emerald Coast has got three convenient locations to serve you. They're in Sunrise, Sunny Isles Beach, and Pembroke Pines. Reservations suggested. Call 954-572-3822 for a real feast at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh! Oi! When I shop and get into the cashier line, I'm stuck behind an old bag almost every time. Wearing white slacks to cheer for the stakes to hide. Parting in line. Parting in line. Parting in line. Parting in line. Check as she's farting away, but they won't accept checks from the Bank of Bombay. So she scours her change for four pennies, her coupons and dimes. Oi! While farting in line, farting in line, farting in line, farting in line. Oh, my God. 10.33, 27 before 11 at QAM. You know, I think uh, George is sending these comments over there now on this comment line on the, this blog. George, me? Yeah. 
For example, here's one that says, I love Neil Rogers. He's the real America. I need some action. But George E. Hitler signed Gilbert Solomon. <laughs> and the next one says, Neil Rogers is a communist. I wouldn't hire him. I'd rather be a safe number three than a controversial number one signed Timmy Williams. <laughs> the next one says, you left Neil Rogers off the pool. Oh, you made a mistake. You made a mistake. Signed Mike Rosenthal. <laughs> and then the next one goes, I'm doing a write-in for Ed Berliner. Signed, Cousin Brucie. I think Johnny Dark is sending these in or somebody like that. Or maybe the bird is sending them in from the other side. Well, at least we got our people spicing up your boring blog and your poll with some cute comments, okay? You jackass. And by the way, your singing sucks. So how do you like that? The singing sports writer is doing a poll in the Herald. Oh, brother, give me a break. Just wait till that next trend comes out. It's going to be really ugly. Here's a fax from Randy, who uh, means well, obviously, but... Uh, Pull idea. Foods that are horrible for you that you can't resist. Okay. Well, isn't that just about any? No. Isn't that everything we want from ice cream and pizza and hot dogs and whatever, all of these uh, things? Right. Uh. And it says you should get at least five farts on the show. I think we just uh, overdid our quota on that one bit. Then you could keep the audience guessing when they're coming, all in the beginning or all at the end. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll have all fart uh, Fridays. How's that? And we went to bed last night, those of us who would care just a little bit, even though, like I said, let them all kill each other over there in the Middle East, but uh, thinking that Hamas, Hamas uh, came in a second, a respectable yeah. second. Now we wake up this morning in a stunning development ahead of official election results. Prime Minister Ahmed Korai said uh, today that he and others in the Palestinian Authority government will resign. Oh, oh I forgot to tell you, we got a fire alarm this half hour. Oh, do you want me to close the door and kind of like mute it, or should we like no, leave it all? let's with? enjoy it. Let's it's bask in it. Right. Uh, we'll resign in the wake of Hamas's apparent parliamentary victory. The announcement followed estimates from Wednesday's election that said Hamas had won a majority of seats in the 132-seat Palestinian Legislative Council, supplanting the ruling Fatah Party. Karai's office said it'll be up to Hamas to form a new government. How do you like that? And Bush says, Chobman Dreher, you don't even know what that means. He said, uh-uh, <laughs> we're not going to have nothing to do with that until they recognize Israel. And they said, screw you. So it's the same old crap. You know, in other words, we wanted the Palestinians to have a free election and yada, 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 and they had an election and we didn't like the way it came out. So screw you. Just like the election in Iraq. Yeah. Oh, well, don't do that. Get... Huh? Don't do that. Don't vote that way. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, let's uh, hold the election again. And, of course, this is the government that knows best about fixed elections. So maybe we could put some of them uh, voting machines in next time over there, some of those diebold babies. Oh, yeah. That no, should do That'll it. fix it. Okay, now let's see. Uh, here's today's poll that we got going. I mean, we got so many polls going here. In fact, we already got tomorrow's all set. Who best fits this? Someone who thinks they can sing but can't. You know something? We should put Greg Kotex on there. Let's do it. He's the singing sports writer. Get it on there, Greg Kotex. Now, what is this? A porn-surfing Michigan parole officer is getting his job back with a raise, too. Thomas DeLeon was fired in 2004 after... I remember that. Mm -hmm. After computer logs showed he was surfing the Internet for about four hours a day, the records also showed he was visiting X-rated websites while on the job. His union appealed, saying the firing was excessive for a first-time offense, but an arbitrator has ruled the Department of Corrections policy mandated light discipline for a first-time offense, not firing. The arbitrator said that Leon should have received a one-day suspension. How do you like that? The arbitrator said there were ten similar cases with correction employees and none was terminated. DeLeon is getting to return to his old job along with automatic pay raise and 45 grand in back pay. All right, you go, Tommy boy. We got the Greg Kotex on the pull now? We do. See, we don't. nobody uh, on the station listens over there except uh, some of our former management people. 
and our program director. So nobody else listens over there at 790. So we didn't realize that he was a regular on it. Even Humper wasn't aware of that. So it's an insight. It, it would be like it would be like uh, Curtis Stevenson uh, having a pool. And I, I apologize to Curtis. I'm not lumping in with Greg Kotex. But having a pool and saying, okay, well, which, uh, you know, and of course, Curtis doesn't write for a supposedly major newspaper. So I guess there is no good comparison. It's uh, shameless. That's what you people at the world are. You're just shameless. Always have been, always will be. What can we do to, you know, just like that line from Joel Feinberg, they'll do anything to hurt us. Well, oh, gee, what are we going to do? How can we continue? They're picking on us. Well, screw you guys, okay? Hope the Herald building burns down. Hope it burns right to the ground with the Greg Kotex inside of it. And very jackass. Who best fits this? Someone who uh, thinks they can sing but can't. Yoko Ono, 107. See, you oh, shot no. the wrong person. Enough. Maybe you had bad aim. Ashley Simpson, she can't even lip-sync well, 92. And then after that, it's uh, kind of far down. William Hung, 54, is he? William Shatner, 53. John Ascroft, 48. Don't get that eagle sore. J-Lo, 40. Kevin Federline, 40. Kelly Osborne's got... About 30, man. Celine Dion, 28. Paris Hilton, 22. David Hasselhoff, 22. Kathy Lee Gifford, 20. Elisa Marie Presley, 20. Bobby Dylan, 18. Look who's got 17. Also 17 for Eddie Murphy. Same person. Will Smith has got 16. I voted for him. He just gives me spilkies. Right. Regis filled in 15. Tony Danza, 14. Boy, we didn't know. Enrique got 11, which I'm pretty PO'd about that. Jamie Foxx, 10. Oh, and uh, Josh Cordes is real excited. I'm watching City of God in installments, though, because I had to go to bed last night. As long as you get it done, man. First half, and I got up to the 70s, and I stopped it right there, and I'll uh, after the show, I'll finish watching it while I'm eating my lunch. By the way, yes, got a fact here. Remember how we were talking about Hulk Hogan yesterday? And uh, no, it's his daughter. No, it's him. Yeah. Well, there it is. Somebody faxed in. It is Hulk. He does sing, sorta, and uh, and here it is. Okay, well get him on here right away. Yeah, please, get him on before here. It's too late. Yeah. Uh, and we get eleven. Jamie Fox ten. Oh, Jamie Fox. Oh, there's the. Uh, she takes the thing up. All right. Uh, Justin Tinkerbell, nine. Sly Stallone, eight. Dan, uh, Dan Johnson. Uh, Don Johnson, eight. Deion Sanders, seven. Bruce Willis, six. John Revolta, four. Patrick Swayze. I'm going to shut that door. It's too loud. All right. Okay. Bruce Willis, six. Did I say Deion Sanders, seven? Well, I want to leave Deion out. Must be the money, Deion. Must be. He makes me nauseous. Uh, John Travolta, four. Patrick Sleazy, three. Joey Lawrence, three. Mark Wahlberg, two. Philip Michael Thomas, two. Willie Nelson, two. Uh, David Soul's only got two. There was so much conversation about David Soul yesterday. Don't give up on us. Uh, Vicky Lawrence, two. Greg Kotex has already got one. The singing sports writer. Oh, God, it sounds so... Yay. Uh, Paul Servino's got one, and Hulk Hogan just went on there at a 761, whatever that is. I got the best piece of news that uh, you've heard in a long time. Speaking of polls. Okay. But we've got to do the break first. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Life in Paris is a nice and gentle, boring gig. 
Anjan, Toyota Mints, and Shuffleboard. Okay. If you think that's funny, buddy, a little ass on you, because you're sure going to miss me. You bastards will miss me. That's right, you're going to miss me. Doi, doi, doi. I cashed my check and bought a mercury. A white one with a great big bench seat. I got some earthmen for the race. That's pointing me from all of your rapes and dingleberries. Watching TV poker and just organizing. I put barcodes on my baggy checkered pants. I may have one vein in the grave, and I got to buy my own pizza. But you're, you're gonna miss me. Now that poker can't miss me. Well, you're sure gonna miss me. When they cut out that gigantic tumor, you know, with a 40 pound and bowling ball size uh, tumor. 1047 at 560 WQM. Here's some good news finally. Hey. I want to get you two, uh, you know, worked up. The word impeachment is popping up increasingly these days, and not just off the lips of liberal activists spouting predictable bumper sticker slogans. After the unfounded claims about Iraq's weapons of mass destruction and recent news of domestic spying without warrants... That's different from economic sanctions. Uh, mainstream politicians and ordinary voters are talking openly about the possibility that President Bush could be impeached. <laughs> so is at least one powerful senator, Arlen Specter, a Republican chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. A poll released last week by Zogby International showed 52% of American uh, adults thought Congress should consider impeaching Bush if he wiretapped U.S. citizens without court approval, including 59% of independents and even 23% of Republicans. Rock solid. How do you like that? I like it. Yeah, there you go. He's on there. Bidi-beep, bidi-boop. And there is no compromise when it comes to, you know, <laughs> when it comes to uh, his uh, dictatorship, right. In fact, I just had a story I sent uh, to Josh there about Alberto Gonzalez with his VO5. And uh, there's a little bit of wording in some uh, memo there somewhere along the line that he wrote that says, basically, uh, the Patriot Act is just window dressing. They don't need it because he's already claimed his dictatorial powers. And whether the Congress renewed Patriot Act or not, he's just going to go ahead and do whatever he wants. Right. Because it's the right. war on terror, baby. Perpetual war for perpetual peace. Oh, boy. protecting the American people. That's right. Safety, safety, safety. You got it. Now, the phones were like, I noticed before, just foaming at the mouth. What was that all about? Maybe some spy reports. And I noticed that there's like eight zillion comments on that Greg Kotex blog, which I found all of them most amusing. Yeah, and all of them mostly about you. Yeah. Well, no, but they're all from like our uh, groupie people. Well, who else would be you looked at them? There's even one from the bird from the other side. (laughs) Yeah. And one from the mad trumpeter. Ah, they're all on there. Hey, Greg Kotex, you're an idiot, okay? Now that you've been, uh, you've been uh, let out of the closet. You fairy. As a, uh, as a singing uh, host, hostess or whatever you are in there, get serious. What a joke. Even in a weekly reader, even like in kindergarten, they'd be embarrassed by this. Remember I talked about how uh, I had a friend, Howard Kurtz. Was that his name? No, that's a jackass on CNN. Howard uh, something or other when I was a kid. Some Jew kid. 
And uh, we used to go in a basement and, no, not what you're thinking. And I didn't think we used to make our own like little newspaper. Remember with the gelatin? I, I forget how that worked. Oh, there's like, like a tile. Own... Uh... No, like a gelatin printing press. Uh-huh. It was like purple. The printing press, I assume. Well, it wasn't really a printing press, but you could print stuff on it. Okay. On the gelatin. We had our like our own newspaper. Even we wouldn't have put Greg Kotex on it. That's the point I'm trying to make. To you. I see. Pathetic. WQAM. Hello. QAM. Uncle Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi, how about for your poll? I don't know if he's on yet or not because I just tuned in, but the singing newscaster Rick Sanchez. I just pulled a fax <laughs> off the machine saying oh, Rick Sanchez. What are the odds? Oh, no way. I'm reading yeah. it as she's saying it. Oh, Rick, yeah. What about yeah. Rick Sanchez? All right, That's it's great. Amen, sister. I love you to pieces, Neil. Thanks. You're the best. Bye. Even the dork lady has uh, got a mention there on the uh, Greg Kotex blog. So get, keep those messages coming. And somebody probably ought to put one on there for the unsuspecting folks that Greg is in. He's an inside spy over there across the street at yeah. 790. He's on the payroll. A disclaimer put, would be appropriate. Yeah, a little bit of a disclaimer pointing out that the whole thing is a fraud and a fake, and that's why they left me off of there, and they put like n- nine of their... Why don't they put... Uh, what's his name? Put Greg Kotex on there, too, while you're at it. If he's a regular sure. on the show, why not put him on the poll for 790? Goose up a couple extra phony votes. You jackass. You idiot. You fair. This is is South Florida, baby. Mm -hmm. South Florida. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular wireless line. How about that Hamas, baby? They're doing it. WQAM, hello. One in a million. (laughs) Well, he's got to be doing something. You notice oh, we yeah, never see him anymore. I wonder if he's even still him. there. I don't know. I hope not. I think they phased him off. He would, during the hurricane, they stuck him right in the middle of the water there to see if they could drown his ass. And then after that, they'd stick him on there like real late at night. You'd see him occasionally. And then I, then they stuck him down in the coal mine, and he still kept coming back. CNN trying to figure out how we can get rid of Ricky Ticky Sanchez. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Boy, there were like 80 million calls before. That's the only thing that inspired me as opposed to going to my humongous, very ample pile. Oh, don't do that. Here's line nine. It'll be short. QAM, hello. Hello. <laughs> He's on there. Yeah. He's on there tapping it out. Chris, he loves me. He just hates you. He's just screaming at you, not me. I see. He's my bud. <laughs> QAM, hello. <laughs> Get it right. WQAM, hello. Good morning. How yeah. are you? Okay. Happy New Year, belatedly. Uh, I hate to tell you, Rick Sanchez is still uh, appearing on CNN. Um, I I think I saw him just last week. He's still down in New Orleans. Yeah, good place for him. I, I think they're trying to figure out how deep they're going to let you know, rebuild New Orleans. Um, Ireland Specter, I, I can't figure this guy out. Um, sometimes he'd be, well, I, I think I know his true colors from the Warren Commission, but... Uh, you know, he's lined up with a Polito clown, and then yeah. he uh, and then he turns around and he wants to talk about impeachment. It's like you never know which way the wind is blowing. Yeah, well, he's had a lot of chemo, you know, it sometimes affects your mind. Maybe, maybe was, the hair is growing inside as well as outside. I think he was that way before that. Uh, yeah, he's always way, been that way. With that magic bullet, baby, I tell you, that bullet did a hell of a... Right in midair, it took a U-turn. <laughs> it, it hung a Ricky. Yeah, uh, it did. Is William is William Shatner on your poll? Yes, he is. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I don't know if he's... He's a strong fourth right now. He got 54 votes. 
Excellent. All right. You have a good day, sir. Thanks for the bad news, Pally. Bye-bye. See you. Ricky Sanchez, they hit him with five shots. He hit that guy with one car, and the guy's dead, but Ricky's still alive. By the way, there's no justice. Before we get off the singing subject. Yes, let me open my door, yes. I want to thank Adele for turning us on to the Hulk Hogan thing, but also on that very same site. You ready for this? Yeah. Why do people have to fight? I don't know. What is that? Any guesses? Oh, it floored me. And I can't keep this all to myself. To do what Herman. Close. Herve Villachez. Oh! Oh, my God. You midget. <laughs> Dead midget. Plane. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what, did he bail out an ounce of sound? Okay, that's enough that's of that. Uh, Bye, Hop on the Z plane. Well, he's dead, oh, so we're not man. putting dead people on there. We're not? Oh, come on. No. Why, did you put him on there already? No. We don't have any dead people on the pool, do we? No. We don't? The, qu- the question is, someone who thinks they can sing but can't. Not somebody who, like, used to think they, like Elvis, for example. You'd probably put Elvis on there, and people still no, like no, Elvis could sing. Along. He just didn't sing any good songs. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And just like he probably could act, but he never made any good movies. I'm not sure he could act, but we never yeah. found out. He acted like Elvis. Yeah, silly. No, 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 no. Someone who thinks they can sing but can't. Yoko Ono, one seventeen. Ashley Simpson, one oh three. William Hung, sixty one. I doubt it. William Shatner, fifty six. As in Q, fifty six. John Ascroft, 48. J-Lo, 42. Kevin Federline, 41. Kelly Osborne's got... About 30, man. And she got my vote. Celine Dion, 29. Oh, we're so... We apologize for that. We apologize for the election on Monday night, and we apologize for Celine Dion. David Hasselhoff, 25. Paris Hilton, 22. Kathy Lee Gifford, 22. And by the way, whoever put the comment about my show sounds better when I'm in Miami, I am in Miami, so what do you know? These people are thinking, well, he's running he's in Toronto. It doesn't sound... Right. Guess what? I'm in Miami right now. I think the show sounds better when you're in your boxers. I am in that, too. Bob Dylan, 20. Shaq has got 18. <laughs> 17 for Will Smith, Eddie Murphy. Tony <coughs> Danza, 15. Regis Philbin, 15. Sly Stallone and Enrique, 12 apiece. Same guy. Jamie Foxx, 11. Jamie Foxx. She takes the thing up. Oh, don't say where she sticks it. <laughs> Justin Tinkerbell, 9. <laughs> Johnson, 9. Deion Sanders, must be the money in that pimpmobile, 7. Bruce Willis, uh, 6. John Revolta, 4. Patrick Swayze, 3. Joey Lawrence, 3. Mark Wahlberg, 2. Philip Michael Thomas, 2. Willie Nelson, 2. David Soule, Solamente Dos. Also, 2 for Vicki Lawrence. 1 for Hulk Hogan. None for John Hogan, either the driver or the one from Clear Channel. Greg Kotex has 1. The singing silly sports nerd. The sports lady, Paul Servino, one, and Rick Sanchez just on there, but he'll start moving up. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 a This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? You've seen him on Channel 7 News. First, as a two-bit reporter. Now, as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined, Rick Sanchez sings... Hear the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Hey, 
Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez sings. Don't miss Rick Sanchez in his pasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss. Steak for a good one. Rick Sanchez, he loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. Damn God! It's 11.01 at 5.60. You've got to read some of these. Uh, <laughs> whoever's doing this running comedy with the uh, blog there oh, yeah. on uh, Greg Kotex. Well, at least you put a little humor in it, whoever it was. Are you reading these? I, I read them this morning. I guess there's more. Oh, no, there's a whole lot new. For example, uh, here's one that says, Hey, Cote, my sources say this is a bogus pool and you're on the 790 payroll. Let's do lunch at the dog track, posted by Tom Jicka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. These are great. Here's one that says, Neil is my homeboy. Call me homie. Lay off my cashmere bouquet. All right. Posted by Warren Cromarty. <laughs> Call me homo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. They're, they're all cute. The Mad Trumpeter is on there. All of our people. Just inundating Greg Kotex in your phony-ass pool. It's the singing sports lady on 790. Oh, brother, what a joke. See, you can eliminate me from this bogus pool on your blog. The only thing you can't do, though, is eliminate me when the numbers come out. Oh, I see. Wouldn't they love to be able to do that? Well, we're just going to wash away 10 to 2 because that's not a sports show. So just take the eraser and erase those numbers on there. Erase that to 6-8 in December. And our one, uh, whatever they have, what do they have, a 1-6? Pretty weak. I forgot. Of course, in the uh, in the uh, two to three hour. Well, we don't want to talk about, talk about that because that's uh, do, 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 ancient do, do, do. history. Today we got Geldy in here, boy. He's going to be long in the push. I'll guarantee you that. After those Panthers, two nights in a row. Now, at least two nights ago in Tampa, they pulled it out in overtime, thanks to Ole the uh, not goalie. But my God, last night again, there was Fredo sitting in the section 102, rocking back again, again, as uh, they put the biscuit in the basket and then blew it in the shootout. How's it going, Ray Whitney? I hear he hates it in Carolina, but he's making a lot of money on a great team. The inmate who strangled... This is more good news. The news about the impeaching Bush? Uh-huh. This is almost as good, maybe even better. I saw that on the news last night. I know what you're going to say. <coughs> the inmate who strangled child molesting priest John Gagan was convicted of murder yesterday after failing to convince the jury he was delusional when he killed one of the central figures in the Boston Archdiocese sex scandal. Now, you say, why is that good news? Well, the fact he got sentenced, we don't care about, but it's just a reminder that he uh, uh, took care of uh, John Gagan. Well, it's good news because in case they should convict another priest and, and put him in jail with this guy, he'll be right. there for him. He'll be there for a long time. That's a good idea. Excellent point. He'll be there waiting. Mm -hmm. Joseph Drews, 40, faces an automatic sentence of life in prison without parole. After hearing the verdict, he looked at the jury that rejected his insanity defense and said, it's all right, good job. Oh, like when they have those phony hockey fights, and they like beating each other, and the blood is pouring from their nose, and they're like pulling the sweater over their head, and then, and then when the linesmen finally separate them, they're like, oh, good job. And they oh, pat right. each other like on the back, good job. Well, what is that? On the back, Good job, the my ass. As the jurors filed out of the courtroom, he said, no hard feelings, have a good night. I hope you can sleep with us. No, he didn't say that. Drew sneaked into Gagan's prison cell in August 2003, jammed the door shut with a book, and then beat the 68-year-old Gagan and strangled him with stretched-out socks before the guards could step in after they waited for a while. They're probably outside the door, like, uh, laughing and chuckling. Hey, Pops, yeah. you okay in there? Hey, Father. <laughs> Drew's attorney argued that he would... Huh? Nothing. I'm just picturing that. Oh. 
Jersey's attorney argued that he was insane at the time and believed God had chosen him to kill Gagan and sent a message to pedophiles around the world. Prosecutors, right. however, argued that Drews was a conniving killer who planned the murder for weeks so he could be a big shot in prison. The jury of five women and seven men deliberated about seven hours over two days. At the time of the slaying, Gagan was serving up to ten years in prison for fondling a ten-year-old boy, but was accused in lawsuits of molesting some 150 youngsters. It's just the Catholic priest, F and Way. What are they worried about? Just that goes with the territory. Well, F and Way is right. That's correct. In fact, you're going to be seeing that movie if you ever decide to watch it. You know, I get you two movies now. Hey. And I'm busy well, watching City of God with you, and Josh gave me, uh, he gave me props for that, props for old pops. And what are you doing? You're not watching it. Uh, I went out the one night, and there was stuff on last night. You know I'm going to watch those. Last night? When, when you hear what he watched last night, instead of watching Primal Fear or uh, what the other one? Kane Mutiny. Imaginary Heroes. He watched Kane Mutiny again, which is a good right. movie. But And then he comes in this morning to give me a song to dance about how it's nothing but a propaganda film for the name. I didn't say nothing but. I said about 50 Well, I, you know something? I it never even crossed my mind. I've seen it about 80,000 really? times, and I never even crossed my mind. I hadn't seen it for years. Oh, man. No. Hey. It's like a recruitment ad. No, because now, now you watch everything with a political agenda. Every movie you watch, you've got to get... You, you, no, keep in mind, no, keep in mind the time of the movie. I, I okay? do. It was in I the have. early 50s, sure. all right? Right. Early Go 50s. Buddy. At the time, everybody was very patriotic. We were anti-communist. We were uh, Joe McCarthy, I uh, liquors, I all of that stuff. And it reeked of it. Well, there you go. So maybe it reeked. I still like Robert Francis a lot. No, the, drama, the drama was good, but every scene... I sure hope nothing happens to Sam from Supernatural. All maybe of the good-looking actors, possessed. they always croak. They always get car crashes, huh? Maybe he'll get possessed. That could be it. Well, we can always call Father Mirren. Yeah, in fact, I noticed in watching The Exorcist again the other night, early in the movie, uh, before any long before there was any talk of any exorcism, when she's going into the uh, Captain Howdy, you're telling me it is. I didn't mm-hmm. really think that was That's right. When the demon starts, uh, and she's in bed, and she's going, Ah, Mirren, Mirren. Remember that? When he was taping, tape recording him, Mirren. That's right. How do you like that? Mm-hmm. So she was also psychic. <laughs> Linda Blair. Linda well, Blair that was, was the whole, that was the whole point. There, there's somebody right there. I'm going to tell you, if if you don't like Linda Blair, we hate you like poison. That's I mean, right. you know, right? That's right. I bet you Josh even likes Linda Blair. Yeah, I do. See, what's not to like? She's just, you know, I'm not talking from a sexual standpoint. I'm just talking about, because she might be a little Yay. dikey, if you ask me. But nevertheless. No, no. You know what famous singer bagged her, don't you? Rick James, uh, bitch. Hervé Villachez. Who was it? Rick James. Oh, oh, oh like yeah. I said. He's got great taste. Remember that song, Tainted Love? Yeah, I do. Soft. 70 QAM, hello. I married a succubus, Neil. I really did. You too? Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. 70 QAM, hello. Hey, how about Roseanne Barr for the poll? She's out there. She sings? She's horrible. Okay, well, we agree with that. Roseanne Barr, I guess she may uh, sing. No, she did that national anthem thing, and it was a joke. Uh, she doesn't really... Well, put her on there. Put her on there just for old time's sake, okay? Roseanne, just Roseanne Barr. Let's see, if anybody deserves to be on a poll, it's Tom Waits. Okay, let's get Tom Waits on there. And Hulk Hogan's daughter's trying to put together a singing career. Good luck with that. Great show is always signed, Dick. Thank you, Dick. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I feel like we've been born again, boys and girls. I don't know about that. My check showed up on time yesterday, thanks to tremendous help from our new general manager, Joe Bell, who's done more for me in about two weeks than somebody did in about eight years. I don't want to mention no names, Greg, but nevertheless, somebody who's like actually involved. So the fact that our 
sales hold, Troy Stratford and our general mangler, uh, Christian Raymond Burr, whatever his name is there. What is his name? Curtis Raymond Burr? Okay. Uh, ain't returning clients' calls now. I don't think that's going to sit too well either. See, because some of these people are under the delusion, I guess, that they're under the old regime and they can kind of like fake their... Remember I was talking about that last week? Right. People faking their way through life and taking a paycheck and, and not returning people's phone calls. I'm going to tell you right now, anybody who's supposed to be a professional in anybody's business, any business, who doesn't return phone calls is a piece of crap. Okay? Troy. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Can you yes, tell sir. George that it was uh, Rick Springfield, not Rick James, the one the boy was with? Sorry. Oh, he said Rick James. That's what made me gay. Oh, Rick Springfield. And, uh, I'd like to see that. Sorry. She like might have been there. with Rick. She might have been like with Rick Springfield. Huh? But she had a very long and passionate relationship with Rick James. Rick Springfield had very long what? Now, Fingers. listen to me. You said Rick James. I said Rick James, and I'm telling you, she had a relationship with Rick James that she and Rick pursued. Springfield. Well, Perhaps. maybe she spread it around a little bit. I, well, well, at least you? thank God she's not a dyke anyway. She's not, one, she's not one of those people that you were hoping was a dyke, you know? I mean, it's oh, I wouldn't very care. trendy. I wasn't going to get her anyway, so she yeah, might as well be a dyke. That's for damn sure. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Did you hear any of that Michael Irving interview on Hank's show? Rather did I hear what? This sounds like Reverend Michael Jones. Irving. It is. Yeah, okay. WQAM, hello. <laughs> and his boyfriend, like I said, side by each in the sack. QAM, hello. Hello, Neil. How's it going, buddy? All right, Pally. I got some names for you, Paul. Yep. Lindsay Lohan. Gloria Stefan. <laughs> Good. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, he's Enrique, on here. And Enrique Iglesias. Hate that guy. Oh, he's on there, too. Well, you're just jealous. You fairy. You're just jealous because he turned you down. Let's see, for the pool, Canadian Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi. Oh, yeah, they're real singers. The booze brother, the dead brother. Well, one of them is anyway. Dan Aykroyd and Jim Belushi, do we want to put them on there? I mean, that was I, I a that don't, was but whatever, joke. we could. No, nah, don't put that. It's just a joke. It's a comedy. Don't you understand? For Even the movie. Look, like I said, I knew William Shatner would get a lot of votes, but, you know, yeah. he doesn't think he can sing. The pool question is... Someone who thinks they can sing but can't. William right. Shatner knows he can't sing. See, what they're answering it's is... It's a comedy. Right. Don't you understand? Don't you get it? No, they don't. Oh. In fact, I know we got some uh, bits. Sh here, here's one. William Shatner's recording of Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was voted the worst Beatles cover of all time. And now, the fab former Captain Kirk has a whole CD of fab four covers. It's Shatner Warps the Beatles. Baby, you can drive my car at warp speed, Mr. Zulu. You know I'm going to be a star. I hear they might bring back T.J. Hooker. And maybe... I'll love you. Pick up a copy of Shatner Warps the Beatles and set your CD player on stun with this cover of Don't Let Me Down. Don't let me down. Like Priceline.com did when they stopped advertising. I'll get you, Priceline. You'll need to call Rescue 911 when I'm with you. You can explore the galaxy and never find a collection of Beatles songs performed as poorly as only William Shatner can. It's Shatner Warps the Beatles. When I find myself in times of financial trouble, I just appear at Star Trek conventions and make ten grand just for shaking hands with a bunch of people-based geeks. But then again, they are my fans. It's the Beatles cover album that boldly goes where no Beatles cover album has gone before. Unless you count those crappy versions Leonard Nimoy did. It's Shatner Warts the Beatles. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be, oh, let it be, 
<laughs> These comments on this uh, on this poll. At least they give me a little uh, uh, chuckle here now and then. Chortle. Whoever these uh, silly-ass people, some of our groupies. Probably the same five people. Probably the same one or two people. Uh, it says, can we forget, keep being told that Kevin Rogers is a wonderful talent. What a joke. And then it says, Kotex blows, meaning uh, Greg. Uh, who's this signed by? Oh, Toast. Toast is the one who's uh, signed on that. This is really uh, cute. So keep those uh, comments coming. I'm sure that Miss Kotex over to the singing, uh, the singing nun will really appreciate it big time. And speaking of singers, look at this. Brian in Pompano Beach faxes to tell us. Did you see this before? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man is right. <laughs> Former U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno asked for a little respect <laughs> last night. Reno chose the Urethra Franklin Classic to sing for karaoke at an event honoring the 10th anniversary of the Human Services Coalition. The event, oh, the Human Services Coalition. You fairy. The event was held at the Bank of America building in downtown Miami. The Human Services Coalition supports the work of other nonprofit organizations to help fight poverty. There you go. And there was Janet there uh, doing karaoke to urethra and respect. She just don't get no respect, uh, Janet. You know what? No. Now, do you think it's the Parkinson's or the pickup truck? This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Neil Attorney General Janet Reno has purchased a red Ford pickup truck and plans to travel the countryside when her term ends later this month. Hi, I'm Janet Reno, road warrior. Before you head out on the open highway, there's a few things you should know about. First off, make sure you're empty before you leave the house. Seems simple enough. Yeah, most people don't know driving with poopy pants is the 47th leading cause of accidents. Secondly, avoid rest stops. They're nothing but breeding grounds for circus clowns covered with cold sores. Remember, if you have to stop there, don't share their chapstick. That's the 114th leading cause of accidents. And if you've been roadbound for over a week and you're feeling the itch in your loins for some hot, sticky monkey love, do not, I repeat, do not pick up hitchhikers in Nebraska. Seven out of ten residents of the Cornhusker State do not put out. Trust me, they're a time waster. They all want to wait for their married. And trying to convince them to take something off is the 412th leading cause of accidents. I'm Janet Reno, and I'll see you on the road. Be looking for Janet Reno's red Ford pickup truck traveling the countryside later this month. All right. 1119 at 560 WQAM. Jacko spotted dressed as a woman. Oh. You see this story? No, I did not. Michael Jackson was spotted shopping in a Bahrain mall yesterday, hiding his face behind a veil and donning a black robe traditionally worn by women in the Gulf, reports the AP. Oh, so he was wearing a burqa. Yes. Well, a jerka wears a burqa. The Earth, maybe he was looking for a gherkin. The erstwhile king of pop was with three children, apparently his, apparently his own, who also had their faces covered by dark scarves. An unidentified woman accompanied them. Jackson, who seems to be setting in the Persian Gulf, was seen leaving Marina Mall in the Bahrain capital of Manama. Manama, whatever that is. Manamana. Remember that? Manamana. <laughs> Holding a child by the hand. On the way out a back door, he shook hands with security guards. The back door, of course. Rectum. 
The woman, also dressed in a black robe, called an abaya, jeans and a scarf that partially covered her face, had the other two children. All three children were wrapped in black scarves and wore yellow shirts and sweatpants or khakis without robes. Since his June acquittal on child molestation charges in California, Jackson has made several trips to Bahrain as guest of Sheikh Abdullah bin Hamad al-Khalifa, the son of Bahrain's king. He reportedly is negotiating a position as a consultant. Oh, my God! He's going to teach him how to do it right. He's the Greg Reed of Bahrain, okay? You call that a consultant? Wow. As a consultant with a Bahrain-based company that plans to set up theme parks and music academies in the Middle East and merry-go-rounds for little boys. On the mall outing, Jackson wore an abaya, pants, a white shirt, and men's shoes. Oh, at least he wouldn't wear in pumps or high heels. His head and face were wrapped in black veil. Also, he wore black gloves. The veil, abaya, and gloves were of a style typically worn by conservative Bahraini women. The woman asked photographers to respect their privacy and told them they were scaring the children before they left in a white car with darkened windows. Maybe they were enjoying some Jesus juice inside. What do you think? Freshly squeezed, I'm sure. I'm sure they were squeezing it. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound 560 in the Verizon and Singular wireless line. And, of course, when the little kids are walking around with all that, you know, schmutz over their face, uh, you can't really see who they are or whose kids they might be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a good plan for him. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Was it me? Am I crazy? Did I hear fart sounds and sporting a Woody in Memphis yesterday? You must be dreaming. I must, be crazy. Maybe on, I must maybe be crazy. I must be crazy. I must be nuts, huh? Maybe on 790 you might have heard that. The no, and you sure as hell didn't hear no fart sound you on, know this, what? on this show. Al, Al yeah. Kimbo Camper to wear looser pants, man, because on his Sunday show... Okay, well, we don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A little tight. Yeah, well, he's, he's a big uh, sports guy, Bo Camper. Yeah. About eight feet tall. I don't want to get uh, go there, okay? Believe me. I'll bet. In any respect. <laughs> WQAM, hello. I'm easily intimidated. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was good. You notice the the pause he built up. He got that little uh, gasp of oxygen there in his throat, and then let a really a really weak. Work on it, Pally. Practice makes perfect. Okay, work on it. Sounded to me like he was. Here's a O'Reilly. You know, I I don't know. What have I always said? Even good poll, poll, uh, facts people. Right. When they overdo it, I st- we start getting a little bit uh, antsy about that. Oh, Every yeah. single day. And always good, though. Yeah. It says, otherwise. idea for a pull. Like I said, we love this Riley guy. Favorite actor, actress, never won an Oscar. But that, oh, I'd have to do a lot of research on yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds like work. The other one's not a bad idea. Most annoying South Florida radio or TV print personality. I'd say just print personality, like Greg Kotex. We never mm-hmm. did that one. No, we haven't. Worst movie you've ever paid to see. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. And it says, Linda Blair dated Rick Springfield in the 70s and Rick James in the early 80s. Maybe she wanted to, like, uh, mix and match. A black and white cookie. Maybe she liked Rick. So, anyway, there you go, <laughs> Linda Blair. There's the Linda Blair report. <laughs> five, six, seven. Well, Rick, uh, facts is that spy report on Greg Kotex. And that's the most important uh, facts we've had all day. That's Maybe right. in a lot a long time. <clears throat> Greg Kotex is a regular on 790. He's the singing sports writer, a lame attempt at song parodies. He and his boyfriend, LaBastion, sit there and lick each other on the ear. And this goofball actually tries hard to sing, putting full efforts to his high-pitched voice. Very, very sad, says Rick. See what I'm saying about Rick? Mm-hmm. That's an excellent fact. And if we wouldn't have known that, nobody would know, because nobody listens over there, except for... Um, right. Nobody huh? reads that paper other than that. And that's for sure. 
Nobody who speaks English, anyway. And nobody who doesn't speak English reads it either. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless Line on a singularly a sensational Thursday, man. We can feel it, we can smell it. I'm feeling something. Yeah, and smelling it. 2 a.m., hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, sir? All right. Hey, anybody say uh, Rosie O'Donnell? What is that she saying? That terrible. Yeah, but what does she sing? Uh, everything poorly. I remember she had her show there for that brief, uh... And she sang uh, that uh, she she the, like, Ethel Merman songs or something. She did? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well, let's put her on there. Rosie O'Donnell, just for old time's sake. Out of sight, out of mind. Fat old dyke. Rosie O'Donnell and any Rosie. Cracklin' Rosie. Rosie Greer. What movie was Rosie Greer in? He was in some movie with O.J., one of those um, horrible uh, was it up, earthquake... Uh, all right. You know, you know the kind of movies I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those horror movies. The, the, those natural the, disaster yeah, movies. Disaster, disaster in waiting. Cracklin' Rosie, there he is. There's Neil Diamond. I can hear it in the background from a million miles away. Uh. <laughs> oh. WQAM, hello. Buenos tacos. And back to you. Yeah. Well, you might have inspired me to go to Taco Bell today. I haven't been there in so long, in a long time. Yeah, shameless uh, suggestion for the poll. Yes, sir. The singing tough guy, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man. He pounds out a quarter ounce of sound. Yeah, he thinks he can sing, but uh, that's another thing. Oh, sure can. Altogether. Okay, thanks, Pally. You got it, buddy. He, he does? What? Chuck Norris, put it on no, there. Put it on there. Put it on there, just like Frankie Lyman. Put it on. Just a joke. Five, six, seven. Oh, look at that. It's uh, minus nine already. And sunny. The sun is shining. It's going to be all the way up to um, something today. Seven, forty-five. No, that's tomorrow. There's a little Toronto weather report. That's captivating radio. Wasn't that the word on that uh, phony and that inside facts? Yes. It's real captivating radio. Oh, yeah, right. Guess what? Captivate this. The day that I need a broadcasting seminar from across the street where they couldn't get a number in a fixed book, uh, that'll be the day. Like Buddy Holly said. Buddy Holly, remember him? Yeah. By the way, too many goyim across the street. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Oh, I dialed the wrong number. No, okay, don't do it again. But anyway, here's another here's a parting gift for you, like they used to say on the Hollywood Squares. Remember Peter Marshall? Here's some parting gifts for you. Right. Or maybe he didn't say parting. Maybe he said, uh, no, don't do it. Don't now. do it. Oh, don't do it. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And dig the deep into a nostril. Rectum. For something green. Oh, she's a nose picker. She's digging down. Don't flick it at me. Uh, her finger's mine. Now I understand she's a nose picker. It's digging deep. But can you see the end of her finger? It's kind of wrong. Now I understand she's a nose picker. Give me the creepy. She's going to make me sick. I can't believe it. Dig it, girl. Go ahead, dig it. It's all a sleep. It's no girl. Look at that, we got 929 votes on today's poll, and we're going to make over 1,000 by uh, before, probably uh, close to noon. Isn't that pretty good? Josh is impressed. He's almost as excited about that as the fact I'm watching City of God. We're all excited about that. Well, no, the reason I told you this, and I'll say it on the air, the reason that I watched it, because it's sitting in there, and the, you know, the disc that you said, oh, and I hate to break the news to you, but you almost really screwed it up, because, you know, the copy you burned for me? Yes. 
Well, it got to about uh, 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes into it, and then all of a sudden there was a part where, like, uh, you know how screwed up DVDs are? Yeah, they start And they start freezing up. And, and, uh, oh, oh, no. and I lasted, I, I almost, like, said, well, I have to go to the store tomorrow and buy me a, a car. And then it uh, straightened out after okay. a couple of minutes of that. Quite a while, though, about two, three minutes. Damn it. So let me know what I missed. All right. All right. Anyway, someone who thinks they can sing, but they can't, besides Greg Kotex, who's got a pair, a small, very small pair. That's what Danny Labastard said. Yoko Ono, 130. About 30, man. Man. Let's try it over again. Bring John Lennon back, and let's uh, let them uh, get out of that limo, okay, side by each, and give it another shot. Right. Ashley Simpson, 116. William Hung, 68. William Shatner, 65. John Ascroft, 53. Don't let your eagle get sore. J-Lo, 48. Or at least don't let your bird get... Kevin Federline, 47. Kelly Osborne, 34. Celine Dion, 33. I bet you even Dion's pissed off about her. Couldn't she have been like Celine Jones or something? Celine Kitchen? Uh-huh. Good Canadian name. David Hasselhoff, 29. Lisa Marie Presley, 26. Paris Hilton, 23. Kathy Lee Gifford, 23. Bob Dylan, 23. Shaq has got 22. He can bring it and he can sing it. Not. Regis Philbin, 20. Will Smith, 18. Tony Danza, 18. Eddie Murphy, 18. Enrique the Greasiest and Don Johnson, 14. A piece, same guy. Jamie Foxx. Speak of the devil, 13. She takes the finger! Okay. Sly Stallone, 12. Rick Sanchez, 11. Justin Tinkerbell, 10. Bruce Willis and Deion Sanders, 7 apiece. Uh, John Revolta, 4. Joey Lawrence, 4. Patrick Sleazy, 3. Lindsay Lohan, 2. Roseanne, 2. Greg Kotex has got, like I said, a tiny pair. Mark Wahlberg, too. Philip Michael Thomas, too. Willie Nelson, too. David Soule, too. Vicki Lawrence, too. Hulk Hogan, one. Paul Servino, one. And none for Chuck Norris, Rosie O'Donnell, or Tom Waits, 931. Willie sings and Tom Waits. All the time. For him to die. Nice mood ring, though, Willie. Now, is that a mood ring in his case, or is that just a, a headband, a scarf? I think, I think he kind of like precedes mood rings. I think Willie had, like, ring around a collar. Old Willie Nelson. You think he ever took a bath? Uh, it doesn't look like it. No. People who look like they never took a bath. That'd be a good pull. Jim DeFeedy. DeFeedis. I can't believe it. Just, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to. Hank needs a spanking. You know what? Maybe the beast oh. can do it. I'm a homo? No, no. I'm, I'm serious. He needs a spanking. Some of the people that he, like, sticks up for, just, uh, although it makes for a better uh, crossover, you know? It'd be better if we disagreed on everything. Especially when he starts into that horse racing crap. Anyway, Sharpton criticizes Boondocks for N-word use. Oh, no. Oh. Animated series had Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. using the epithet. Aren't you P.O.'d about that? No, Boondocks is a uh, black comic strip last time I checked, drawn by a black guy. Can I do the story? All right, why don't you? The Reverend Al Sharpton has asked for an apology from Cartoon Network for an episode of edgy animated series The Boondocks that shows the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. saying the N-word. Ooh. Cartoon Network must apologize and also commit to pulling episodes that desecrate black historic figures. Sharpton, civil rights activist and former Democratic presidential candidate who also needs a bath and a haircut, said in a statement Tuesday. We are totally offended by the continuous use of the N-word in cartoonist Aaron Magruder's show, he said. The episode, The Return of the King, aired January 15th, the day before the national holiday honoring the slain civil rights leader. It shows King emerging from a coma and using the N-word in an angry speech, venting his frustration toward sexually explicit hip-hop videos, among other things. In the episode, King is branded as a traitor and terrorist sympathizer for his turn-the-other-cheek philosophy of nonviolence in response to post-9-11 retaliation. 
Exhausted, he moves to Canada, but his speech provokes a second civil rights revolution. Cartoon Network released a statement Tuesday saying the episode is a tribute to King and in no way was meant to offend or desecrate his name. We think Aaron Magruder came up with a thought-provoking way of not only showing Dr. King's bravery, but also reminding us of what he stood and fought for and why even today it's important for us to remember that and to continue to take action, the statement said. Magruder has been called a genius and the angriest black man in America as he skewered everything from the Bush White House to black entertainment television, began writing the Boondocks comic strip on which the TV series is based in 1997. The strip, known for its risky political and social satire, follows the adventures of two black children living in a white middle-class suburb. Sharpton said he could appreciate Magruder and his achievements, but added, this particular episode is over the line. How do you like that? Over the line, man. Start towing it. The Boondocks air Sunday at 11 p.m. on Cartoon Network. It's the centerpiece of the Adult Swim late-night block of programming. There's nothing like an Adult Swim, wouldn't you say? Right. I Think or swim. Yes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line on a singularly spectacular Thursday, January twenty-six. We got the Geldia two in the uh, rot- rotating uh, spot. In the Mo spot. Do, 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 do. And we got uh, Geldy uh, followed by the Mad Dog 4 to 7. Hurricane Hotline and Bernie uh, Beast and uh, all that stuff at uh, Bernie Kozar Steakhouse, 7 to 10. Eddie K, 10 o'clock. Our award winning lineup. I mean, we ain't got no Stugats. We ain't got no juice and no toast and no omelet what and do no frittata. And we got no uh, Mark in the Dark, whatever his name is. Mark Eisensteinberg or Sid Rosensteinberg. Oh, like I said, uh, not, not enough glam over there. I noticed that most of the comments on that uh, bogus poll there by Greg Kotex said, send Sid back to New York. I'll tell you, you ain't cutting it, Sid. I don't want to get you like neurotic and gambling and drinking again, but uh, you're not cutting it. They hate you like poison. Too New York-y, you know? Some people are a little bit too New York-y. WQAM, hello. It's Chronic Thursday. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I've been in TA, gargling anonymous. Uh-huh, didn't help, though, evidently. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How about one for the pool there? Uh, which one? Which pool are we on? Oh, the one about uh, singing? Yeah. That's it. How about Dr. Shapiro? Yeah, how about it? 5670560. Oh, oh, now the calls are coming in from across the street. That's good. Well, i got nothing else to do. <laughs> in between, like, uh, they're, they're probably, like, uh, creeping the pool. I'll say, let's find uh, Dan LeBastard is standing here uh, with a gun to our head. Let's vote for Danny, boy. We like him a lot. What a joke. Yeah, you can come up with all the phony, bogus newspaper polls and all the uh, hullabaloo and, oh, Neil's talking about us now. And all. Yeah, and guess what? That and 40 cents will buy about a quarter of a lukewarm cup of coffee, schmuck. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. Oh, they're smoking now. They must be really busy. Smoking. Right. By the way, Defo, you're on the way out, is what I'm hearing. WQAM, hello. As a matter of fact, uh, what I'm hearing from Joe Bell is that they have an open window in Defo's contract, and both stations invited him to jump out of it. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, add a couple in the poll. Go ahead. Um. Hop right in there. Right. Well, well, Ricky Martin and John Harrison. John who? Harrison. John Edison? Davidson. Aniston? John Davidson. Oh, John Davidson. Oh, John Davidson. He could belt out about a quarter of an ounce of sound. John Davidson sure was pretty there for about a half an hour. That's way before your time. Uh, No, but I know who he is. You do? 
John Davidson? John Davidson? He was, was a pretty face. Could he sing a hair? No. Didn't he have that giant hair? Yeah, he had that big head of hair back in the 70s when a lot of people had a big head of hair or the real right. long lamb chop sideburns. I say that because you get always a big kick out of that. Who mm-hmm. died? Uh, what was that? What's her name that died with the uh, puppets with lamb chop? Oh, uh, uh, Sherry. Sherry, that's good. Uh, Sherry North. Sherry. Um, Sherry rhymes with. You fairy. Huh? Right. Sherry Lewis. That's it. That's it. Yeah, she had lamb chops. She was she was cute. I mean, she wasn't really lamb chops. If she shaved them, uh, you know, she would have looked better. Anyway, John Davidson. Now, what was the other one he said that was absolutely Ricky Martin? Oh, yeah. now see, now you're gonna get me started. And by oh, the way, no. I'm, I'm still waiting for uh, Golden Showers by uh, Ricky Martin. Oh, that's right. Chicken. Egg. That's what. Hey, that's what it was, Boca Brian. I thought I got a bit. I was supposed to tell you about a bit. Oh, what is wrong with you? He should have heard it anyway. Huh? He should have heard it anyway. He should have heard. He should have been listening. He should have been glued to the radio. He's probably busy freeping Greg Kotex's pool there in the Herald on that uh, blog. Good God. 19 till noon at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Okay, it fing blows. Sounds like a moron. It's time. Every time he speaks. It's the way God wants it to be. Wants to take a city and cover it in sweets. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. Sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. He compares the vocals to a Willy Wonka bar. Chocolate. Ray can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can because he wants to make New Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate at the end of the day. Put that chocolate in some coffee and you'll pop one Valdez, Renegan can. Renegan can. No, I can. Ray Megan can says he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. 13 till noon at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. Pope Benedict XVI, that Nazi Pope with beady eyes and those beautiful, lovely red slippers. I was wondering if you were going to get to this story. What? Yeah. Why, why would I not? Well. Am I holding back? I don't know, because you like him so well, much. Pope says I should hold back. Pope Benedict XVI and Hermann Goering Jr. warned in his first encyclical, uh, encyclical yesterday that sex without unconditional love risks turning men and women into merchandise. Is this the story we're thinking about? No, it's not. What's the other one? The one where you said Hitler's in heaven. Oh, I didn't see that story. Oh, Hitler's I, in heaven? I better go find it. Uh, yeah, so we're not going to hook up with him after all. Uh, well, maybe, that's, uh, maybe he's got the bat line to him. But that's where that Nazi Pope thing came in. You know, that's how he got the extra votes. I didn't see that story. You better find it. I'm fine Meanwhile, in the 71-page document, God is love. I think he was referring to... Oh, God! Benedict explored the relationship between the erotic love between man and woman, referred to by the ter- term eros, and the Greek word for the unconditional self-giving love, agape. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Agape. I was kind of agape when I read this. Agape. Got it? I got it. I got well, it. The reason I know that is because it's got the uh, pr- pr- pronunciation thing on it. Agape. Agape. He said the two concepts are most unified in marriage between man and woman. Well, what the hell would he know about that? In which a covetous love grows in the self-giving love of the other, as well as God's unconditional love for mankind. Oh, what a pile of swill. And all these millions of kids are coming in here like, oh, Papa, Papa. They're like, all these Getskis are coming here with their last uh, few shekels to hand over to the Catholic Church so they can buy some more porno. He acknowledged that Christianity in the past has been criticized as having been, a, and of course, they get all those priests off. It costs a lot of money to keep that staff of lawyers going. He acknowledged that Christianity in the past has been criticized as having been opposed to the body, the erotic form of love, and it is quite true that tendencies of this sort have always existed. But... He says the current way of exalting bodily love is deceptive. Eros, reduced to pure sex, has become a commodity, a mere thing to be bought and sold, or rather man himself has become a commodity. How much? About 30, man. Here we are actually dealing with a debasement of the human body. No longer is it integrated into our overall existential freedom. No longer is it a vital expression of our whole being, but it is more or less relegated to a purely biological sphere, he said. And he also said, by the way, how about them switch guard, huh? Hmm. Benedict explored the two aspects of love to then explain how the Roman Catholic Church's charitable activities are based on love and are a fundamental part of its mission. I think the Inquisition was based on love, and the Crusades was based on love. Or your own And judgment. all those priests that are molesting all them little boys, them altar boys, is based on love. He said the Church had no desire to govern states, but at the same time could remain silent in political life because its charity is needed to ease suffering. The encyclical eagerly watched for clues about Benedict's major concerns characterizes his early pontificate in one in which he seeks to return to the basics of Christianity with a relatively uncontroversial media- meditation on love and the need for greater works of charity in an unjust world. Uh-huh. Even Vatican officials have expressed surprise at the topic, considering Benedict was the Church's chief doctrinal watchdog and could easily have delved into a more problematic issue such as bioethics in his first authoritative text. In the encyclical, Benedict said the church's work caring for widows, the sick and orphans, was as much a part of its mission as celebrating the sacraments, molesting young children, and spreading the Gospels. However, he stressed that the church's charity workers must never use their work to proselytize or push a particular political ideology. Love is free. It's not practice. It's a way of achieving other ends. He wrote, oh, that's why all those, uh, all those bishops were telling everybody, don't vote for Kerry. He's, uh, you know, he's for uh, Boshin. Must never be used to push a particular political ideology, unless, of course, it's a hug and you fetus. Isn't that something? That's something. He rejected the criticism of charity found in Marxist thought, which holds that charity is merely an excuse for, by the rich to keep the poor in their place when the wealthy should be working for a more just society. Well, that Marx, that Groucho Marx man, he knew his crap, didn't he? Yes, he did. You communista, baby, you communist. We knew it all along. You communist bastardo, you. You bet your life. Right. Bastards. So there you go. And have you got the story about the Pope and Hitler? I'm looking for a good one. Where did you see that? Where did you uh, Somebody it? told me about it. Now I've got to look it up. Yeah, somebody probably made it up. Hitler's probably. in heaven, my ass. But you understand if he accepted Christ on his deathbed. Right. But, of course, the problem is there wasn't any deathbed that we know of because he and Ava like got a thing like that. So how the hell would we know that? How would we know that? Well, God knows all, and he tells us to the Pope. I see. Well, if God knows all, how come he's allowing Lucifer to do all this evil crap and create all these diseases and these evil, nasty little creatures that crawl about, huh? Because the Lord made them all. Well, let's play that the rest of the day. Okay. There you go again, proselytizing on the air, using your show as a bully pulpit to debunk all the religious horse crap. Amen. Let us pray. And by the way, send all the money you got. 
For my 30th anniversary, send me $1,000 a piece and I won't come back. Let's see. 977 votes on the poll. We'll get to 1,000, like I said, around noonish. Wouldn't be too bad, huh? And then maybe right. we can like move out of that one for tomorrow. Oh, it's not another movie poll, though. I think you're making me do too many movie polls. It's part of my plot. Is that what it is? Because, you know, we got like 50 people out there. They say they turn it off when we talk about movies because who the hell cares about movies? Oh, phooey. That would be like having something beside vanilla ice cream. WQAM, movie line, hello. WQAM, hello. Yes, could you please put Terry Lewis on the poll? I've been trying to get a hold of you through the... I saw you. You were on the blog. I saw that. Were you the blog guy? Well, move your butt, man. Get it on there. Hurry up. (laughs) No. Terry Lewis hasn't had a record in 100 years, okay? Schmuck. See, this is what you got. If you look at that blog and you see the comments, which many of them are very amusing, this this is the kind of creature that is a blogging. That's why, and and there's one comment on there, O'Neill, get your own blog. No, no thanks. We already have been through that. No, thank you. WQAM, hello. QAM. Schmuck, hello? Yes, sir. Neil. I heard schmuck on there. You can't say that. Yes, sir. No, that was you. Uh, you know, I was watching David Letterman last night, and no, I thought about your... Hello? He wasn't throwing a pencil through the window again, was he? No. Good. Uh, I was watching the show last night, and I thought about your poll for a couple of days ago when you were talking about uh, shocking moments on TV. Mm-hmm. I wish I could go back, because I really think that every time... You know, he has this debate about the, uh, Bush and what he says on TV. I really think that every time he speaks on TV is a shocking moment. Okay. I got it. Speaking of Letterman, I thought you were going to mention when Danny Boy was on her, Dan Rather, and he oh. broke down and cried. Remember that? Yeah, I do. That was pretty shocking to see a, new, a news anchor on there, like, uh, crying his eyes out almost as much as when they canned him early. I just think it's shocking every time Bush speaks. That, that, well, you know, that's what I wanted to say. There's an old expression where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Good luck, Polly. All right, bud. Thanks. Yeah. How do you like that? <laughs> Danny Boy, Danny Boy. I miss Danny Boy, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. As a, as a matter of fact, now I don't, I don't really want to play it because you guys are too obsessed with it. You're, you're as obsessed with that bit as I am with that Ray Nagin one I just played. What bit? The Danny Boy bit. Do it. Do it. What Danny Boy bit? The one about Dan Rather, uh, you know. Oh, that one. Yeah, that's a good bit. Now, man, that doesn't make that sound you just made. It's that rogue that game. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Before he speaks, what I was about to say was I get really uh, emotional. Because I used to watch, it was like part of my life, every single night. If I'm in the house 6.30, I watch the CBS Evening News. I realized they were like always a week third, but I don't, I don't give a crap. I like Dan Rather. There wasn't a damn thing wrong with that newscast. There wasn't a damn thing wrong with it. There wasn't a damn thing wrong until they put this old fogey, okie dokie, of on This there. is Dan Rather, former CBS Evening News anchorman, and now a punchline. My former network's inability to find a suitable replacement for me demonstrates my true genius and complete and total domination as an Amier talking head. But let us speak about some of the names who have been mentioned to replace me. First, Bob Schieffer. Nice enough man, but please, he's got less hair than Madonna's armpits. And everyone knows you can't conduct a train if you use Rogaine. Another name that has been bandied about is John Roberts, who currently anchors the Sunday CBS Evening News. There's a reason he's been on Sundays for so long. Plus, he's Canadian, 
And everyone knows when the camera light goes red, it can't be a hose head. Then there's Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. He was the guy who helped me make up the story about President Bush, I think. Plus, he's skinnier than Kelly Ripper. And everyone knows you have to have a meaty can if you want to be the man. And let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime. The front runner to succeed me seems to be current Today Show co-anchor Katie Couric. When I first heard her name in the same sentence as mine, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. This person thinks real news is announcing the individual weight of each of J-Lo's butt cheeks. Plus, her head's too small, her eyes are too close together, and she reeks of Jean Tay. When charged with the awesome task of replacing an icon, it's important to remember... You can't. You can only hope to find someone who isn't bald, Canadian, skinny, or so completely self-centered she thinks her name should be part of the Pledge of Allegiance. For now, this is Dan Rather signing off and reminding you a whistle is to blow, a gong is to bang, and Katie Couric has about as much to offer the world as a frog with pins in its extremities laying on a high school lab table. This is Dan Rather. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <clears throat> this is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <clears throat> <laughs> Two at five sixty WQAM. Happy uh, Thursday, man! This month is just zooming by. It won't be long before it'll be time to be sending another uh, talent sheet for January. Who are you going to send it to? Well, I'm supposed to send it to Deb. I haven't gotten a number from Joe yet. That uh, fax number. Maybe you can handle that today, sometime. No problem. Get the fax number for accounting, and I can send it right to Deb because we don't want to have that pimp, that intermediate uh, part-time I'll program director involved. Because he can't seem to. Uh, he keeps wiping his arse with everybody's timesheets or something, or maybe he's eating them. Maybe he's on a timesheet diet. Now, I did Google the uh, Pope and, the, uh, and Hitler, and, of course, I knew what it was going to be about. Right. It was not the story that you were talking about. But no, I got this not. one, though. All right. Well, it's from the New York Post. It's an old story, but it's certainly well, well worth repeating. And if anybody's upset about it, they can blame you. Pope Pius Twelfth helped Adolf Hitler gain power and did nothing to stop Nazi atrocities because he believed Jews got what they deserved and explosive new book charges, which it's not new, but... I forget what year this came out. The shocking book, Hitler's Pope, The Secret History of Pius XII by John Cornhole, Cornwell, is excerpted in the October issue of Vanity Fair magazine. 
Cornwell, a best-selling author and Vatican observer, said he was given access to secret church files because he had initially planned to defend the Pope against charges he was silent about death camps. But after... I remember... This, it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. But after studying Pope Paul XII's own files and depositions taken uh, under oath 30 years ago... About 30, man! ...to support his eventual canonization, Cornwall said he was in a state of moral shock. Cornwall says that when the Pope Eugenio Pacelli came to power in 1939, he knew about Hitler's plans for a final solution and was begged repeatedly by bishops in Germany, even by an emissary from President Franklin Roosevelt, to use his authority to condemn Nazi atrocities. But he said nothing and never acted to stop. Who did Mo for the Jews? Okay, who did Mo? Which there's some of those who did Mo on that uh, blog, by the way. You've you got to read those. You'll be a Mo. Oh, I'll, I'll go back to it. Please. But he said nothing and never acted to stop Catholic clergymen who collaborated in racial certification to identify Jews before they were sent to death camps. But Shelley, who became Pope in 1939, met with Hitler several times and first agreed to help him in 1933. He said, nice mustache, when he was a Vatican diplomat, the book says. Also, he ordered that all the uh, food at the Vatican, they used Adolf seasoning Cute. to tenderize their... He promised Hitler he'd disband a German Catholic political party in a deal that protected the Vatican's rights in Germany. When he did, millions of Catholics joined the Nazi party. The only denunciation Pacelli made during the war was a bland Christmas Eve radio message in 42 that didn't mention Jews but merely mourned the plight of hundreds of thousands who, without any fault of their own, sometimes only by reason of their own nationality or race, are marked down for death or gradual extinction. Cornwall said Pacelli was silent because he was patently and by the proof of his own words anti-Jewish. In a letter Pacelli wrote in 1919, he described a group of revolutionary Jews in Munich as a gang of young women of dubious appearance, Jews like all the rest of them with provocative demeanor and suggestive smiles, led by a young man about 30, about 30 man. or 35, also Russian and a Jew, pale, dirty, with vacant eyes, hoarse voice, vulgar, repulsive, with a face that is both intelligent and sly. God, he must have met Al Goldstein. One papal report about the Jewish question written under Pacelli's authority says the Jews are responsible for their own faith. Blinded by their dream of worldly gain and material success, they deserved the worldly and spiritual ruin that they brought down upon themselves, he wrote. When the Nazis invaded Rome in 43 and moved to deport a thousand Jews who lived near the Vatican, the German ambassador in Rome, fearing a backlash from the general Italian population, pleaded with the Pope to issue a public protest. He did not. He did not. And the Roman Jews were sent by cattle cart to Auschwitz. Only 15 survived, one of those a woman, Setemia Spetsikino, who served as a human guinea pig of Dr. Joseph Mengele. In a recent interview, Spetsikino said Pius was an anti-Semitic pope, a pro-German pope. He didn't save a single child, nothing, not a zippity-doodah, she said. Vatican officials declined to comment, saying they hadn't read Cornwall's book. The Vatican, however, has consistently defended the conduct of Pius XII, claiming his behind-the-scenes work saved thousands of Jews, or maybe at least a couple of them, or one or two. Huh? A few. A small handful. A pinch. Yeah, a, a little pepper. pinch will do it. That's what they say to the Swiss guard. Can we pinch that? Okay, five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty in the are you reading any of this uh, blows, uh No, blogs? I'm still looking for Hitler in heaven. Now forget about Hitler in heaven, okay? You don't look for him there. Look for him in purgatory. He's in God's waiting room. He's got an appointment. Probably just like Troy Stratford's got an appointment, speaking of a purgatory. You know, leave it to Josh Cordes, who gets the uh, star of the day, the, uh, the purple star and a gold jelly bean or the other way around, for outing Troy Stratford being a total uh, slackard. You know, so, you know, you know what really gets me? These salespeople, they come to me. Oh, would you please do this? Or would you please do that? Okay, whatever you want. Okay, I'll do whatever you want. Get, put some money in your pocket. Ain't going to make me no money. I'll put some money in your pocket. And then, then, they don't, then they don't service the account. 
They don't get no copy. They don't return people's phone calls. They just, see, this is the old regime. And some of you people who don't understand, we've got a new regime in there now and a new general manager who's got a whole different attitude, like, about really doing business as opposed to monkey business. Well, some of you people are going to be on the outside looking in one day. And they're going to stick that card in the, you know, that little uh, card we got, that whatever, that pass card, and it's not going to fit. And if it doesn't fit, you're full of Schmidt. How do you like that, Troy Stratford? And that sales mangler back there. Not to mention our part-time program director. Poor Joe, man. I, he's a good guy. I feel sorry for him, though. He inherited like a real, oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, he inherited a real mess. But he'll get it straightened out. Got my pee there on time yesterday when somebody else was, well, gee, I don't think I can do it. I'm not going to get it. Maybe I wasn't going to get it, but you're going to get it, Clarence. I'll tell you that, you simpleton. Now, let's see. Let's uh, take a look at Waxy and how they're doing. <laughs> oh. They're sports. They're sports. All the jock straps, all the time, all the ballgame. Let me tell you right now, anybody who's obsessed with sports is gay. I guarantee I know, believe you me. I mean, anybody, think about arguing. Listen, anybody that wants to spend a lot of time taking showers naked with other guys is gay. There is no question about it. Well, what about if you just want to watch? Yeah, that, like I said, that's even more proof right there. <laughs> that's a gay club, you moron. Exactly. Yeah, well me, said by the Appalachian the great one. See, that's the real great one, okay? This, the, and by the way, Reverend is spelled with a D, whoever the illiterate one, but probably was him, put that thing on the blog. The Reverend Jones with a T on the end. Oh, my God. At least spell it right, you jackasses, you illiterate morons. WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Before you poll, there was this basketball player that wanted to take time off to promote his rap album. You got him on the poll? I can't think of his name. Josh Norm. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. It wasn't him. It was That's like a her. group of, of chicks. That's her. <laughs> Put it on the <laughs> It wasn't him? No, it was like three, it was like a girl group that he was promoting. Well, then why does, I don't understand, though. I, I'm, I'm not following your logic there. He was producing their record, and he was trying to get them. But in other words, he wasn't singing it? No. Well, in that case, then you don't think he can sing, and he probably does all a big flavor. Could they sing? Probably not. Probably not too good. Well, that Ron Artest, man. Someone who thinks they can sing, but they can't. We got a thousand three votes. <laughs> I, that's so right on body. Now we can start thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Are we out of gas? We're out of gas. Yoko Ono, 142. She couldn't sing if you stuck an Uzi Whoa! way up in uh, that Actually, Sally Fitz place. kind of what she sang like. She said, if the foo fits, fight it. Ashley Simpson, 124. Got the same number, just uh, numbers turned around a little bit. William Hung, 73. William Shatner, 71. John Ascroft, 61. J-Lo, you know, this is... It means you're not... Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, this guy, he wants to be on like 24-7 now, the new uh, dictator... Oh, that's just a clip. Man, I thought he was still rambling on. Uh, John Ascroft, 61. J-Lo, 52. Kevin Federline, 49. Kelly Osborne, 35. Celine Dion, 33. David Hasselhoff's guy. About 30, man. Lisa Marie Presley, 27. Another Scientologist, Dyke. Paris Hilton, 24. Kathy Lee Gifford, 23. Shaq, 23. Who's got 23? Shaq! Bob Dylan, 23 also. Will Smith and Regis Philbin, 20 apiece. Same guy. Tony Danza, 18. Eddie Murphy, 18. Ricky Tiki Sanchez, 17. Boy, could he belt it out or what? In fact, Dan Stewart, uh, the late Dan Stewart, rest in peace, told me that Rick Sanchez used to fart up a storm with it. They used to all run for cover. Enrique the Greasiest and Don Johnson, 15 apiece. Jamie Foxx. 14, and no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not playing. She takes the thing up. Oh, no. Don't. Maybe later. 
uh, Sly Stallone, 12. Justin Tinkerbell, 11. Boy, can she belt it out or what? She could sure uh, open up a booby flap. Bruce Willis, 8. Deion Sanders, 7. Lindsay Lohan, 5. Lohan, I'm sorry. They don't know how to pronounce her name. You notice that? Yeah, it don't matter. Uh, no, she still sucks. John Travolta, 5. Roseanne, 4. Joey Lawrence, 4. Patrick Swayze, 3. He's sleazy, Patrick Swayze. He ain't no John Cameron Swayze. He takes a lick in and don't keep on ticking. Oh, speaking of that, I got a new watch. I'll do a Sam Major show on my watch. All right. Remember I told you my watch died? That's right. Now, most people, when their watch dies, they go out and they get a new battery, right, for a few bucks? Not me. Not when you got a few bucks. I give it away to uh, somebody. And then I get me a great new watch. I never had one of these before. It's a Citizens. Can I tell you about it eventually? Citizen of what? Canada. Hulk Hogan, two. Greg Kotex, two. Mark Wahlberg, two. Philip Michael Thomas, two. Willie Nelson, two. David Soule. Don't give up on him, please, two. Well, Vicki Lawrence, too. Remember the night the lights went out in uh, your studio? Yeah. Rosie Definitely. O'Donnell, one. Paul Servino, one. And none for Chuck Norris and Tom Waits. People are saying, uh, like, who that? Tom Waits. Do I know who that is? Uh, I don't Waits? I don't think you do. No. Not somebody that gets on track. He sings like this. Eddie sings in Tom Waits. That's Eddie. I'm sorry. Twelve minutes past noon at 560 WQAM. We got uh, Geldy today from 2 to 4. He's going to be foaming at the mouth about your Florida Panthers and about the very scant gathering they had last night. See, how do you expect them to win the games and uh, keep those leads at the end of the game when you people won't show up? You phony, you front-running phony uh, jackasses, man. They had a rough uh, time there on the road trip, although they did win that game in Tampa. And then they come home to a scant gathering, man. Pathetic. Isn't that what uh, the Humper said? Who was at the game? Who was telling me about that? Oh, I know what it is. I was in here sending bedtime stories last night, and I turned on Eddie Kay, and he was talking about how they ruined the game and how it used to be a great game. Hey, Eddie, you're a great guy. I love you. You're old and uh, Jewish and everything, but you, well, you know about hockey. If they wouldn't have changed the game and uh, opened it up and let the players play and uh, got some scoring and some excitement in there and the overtime, you, hey, hey, stick to what you know about Eddie Gambling, okay? Don't talk about hockey, please. And then, of course, some butt licker calls up. Oh, you're so right, Eddie. It used to be, hey, yeah, right, your mama. Your mama sews socks in hell. Hey, when you're shopping, speaking of socks for shoes, what? A, and this is just amazing to me. You know how I just keep falling into a bucket of... Uh, All the time. Get over to Brandy Shoes for the most comfortable fit in your favorite style of shoes because you can't beat Brandy's with a stick. Brandy's carries a humongous selection of all the major shoe brands like Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance, all the other big names in the shoe business. And Brandy's professional shoe fitters so make sure you have a customized fit of your comfort shoe every time. Ask for Arnie. Say that uh, that old fat Neil sent me in and told me to ask for Arnie. And Arnie will make sure you have a perfect fit at an unbeatable price every time. And whatever style you pick out, they're going to have your size on the shelf, guaranteed, because they have such a humongous selection. The pros at Brandy's really do understand fit and comfort. They even specialize in wide widths as well if you have big, disgusting, fat ones. Brandy's is worth the trip from anywhere in South Florida, so don't forget now for that unbeatable combination. Comfort, style, fit, value, and selection. It's always Brandy's shoes still going strong in that fabulous location at 1290. North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. They're open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5. And every week there's another special value at Brandy's. This week it's Sperry Topsiders, both men's and women's styles, to save you an extra 10 to 20 bucks a pair. Only this week and only at Brandy's Shoes in prestigious Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Bless America and pasties and a G string up here. I'll do it. 
Tim Carey. Glad you decided to cut back on the caffeine. Yeah. Especially after our last interview. Here's the video. Tell us about Pet Detective 2. Warning you, I'm seriously stressed out here. Dude, that's my coffee cup. I could force that into your brain right now. What? I have recovered. I uh, pee out of a tube, though. Are you listening to a word I'm saying? Whoa, you were funnier before. Oh, I cojones. Oh, what? Call 19 there. There's somebody overstayed his welcome by about 20 years. Jim Carrey. Okay. We used to like Jim Carrey. Briefly. Do you know he's Canadian? Yes, I did. Oh, well, maybe that's his problem. Virginia Senate passes a uh, marriage ban. The state Senate all but guaranteed yesterday that Virginia will hold a November referendum on whether to amend its 230-year-old Bill of Rights to bar same-sex marriages. The Senate voted to follow the House of Delegates in approving legislation to place the amendment on the ballot. While each chamber must still pass the measure already approved by the other in the session, their wording is identical in Virginia. And that a surprise to you? In fact, Clarence was just in Virginia. He probably voted to cast a deciding vote. The action of Virginia came as uh, Maryland Republicans said they had the, vo had the votes to force consideration of a similar measure in the state Senate. Yes, Virginia, there are no gay people. Only maricones with cheese. Eighteen state constitutions define marriage as a union solely between a man and a woman, a woman, though uh, many amendments. And by the way, don't let uh, those people out there just be merchandise. Don't be oogling people in the uh, shopping mall or wherever the hell you're hanging out, because that's what the Pope says. People aren't like merchandise. That's thought. right. You better get with it, mister. You're laughing now. You're going to be crying later on when you're down there burning in hell. You'll be doing your Linda Blair. It, it burns. It burns. And then they'll be throwing all that tap water on you. You'll be ah, like that. Now, I want you to stop and think about this. I mean, granted, you think the movie was a comedy. but In retrospect. Yeah, I understand. I, I understand. But he's throwing the tap water, and she thinks it's holy water because right. uh, Father Karras says it's our whole. And he's like, but I'm you know, doing that whole silly thing. And she's like, ah, And then he goes downstairs. Or whoever he's talking to says, um, was it the mother he was talking to? Uh, okay. Ellen Burstyn? Sure. All over. And says, uh, it uh, was tap water. Or I forget right. who he was telling it. It was right. only tap water. So, so in other words, uh, where, where's, the, where's the beef, you know? I guess Where's you, the can, beef? you can psych Satan out. Really? I never knew that. Well, of course not. Psych! <laughs> 18 state constitution defined marriage. I just got through reading that. Well, we don't care about that crap. Marry this. Marry, uh, what's your name over there at Pompano Park? Mary Magdalene. Actor Chris Penn, we mentioned yesterday, he was found dead. And then, of course, the follow-up. Yes. We always like to follow-up because we're very newsy on this show. Real newsy. The old man on the air talking about the weather in Toronto, reading a bunch of bedtime stories, and beating, him, uh, beating the crap out of those people across the street, and the ones everywhere. We beat, uh, by the way, do you know that we beat uh, IOD in November also? No, I didn't. They had those two big, well, I mean, they did okay. We beat them, I think, 6, 8 to 5, 9. There are some more numbers for all you number people in uh, December, following the whole Wilma business. So we're, we're doing just fine, okay? I mean, the next trend is going to be a debacle for everybody, because that November is still going to be, oh, staring everybody in the face. But then when that drops off, we'll be fine. And some other people have got like a big kiss in December from the Dolphins. They're going to be like, oh, gee, all these polls in the newspapers don't mean squat. Nobody's listening to this crap. That's right. Because you're narrow casting. Don't you get it? Are you really that stupid? Or what? You're narrow casting. You're narrow casting with a bunch of silly matacones who sit around with jock straps on, play with each other's, uh, you know, dingleberries. 
Now, that, that's what you're doing. Narrow casting. Now, all these silly-ass guests. Boy, I'm going to tell you one thing. Mad Dog's got his thumb on that right. These guests, it's like a curse. It's like a death wish. It's like having Jacques Martin. Well, we have commitments to the Panthers. Well, you know what? Screw the Panthers. That's my comment. Screw the Panthers. How the hell can we afford to take our valuable airtime? And I say to the audience, well, if you're not into hockey and listen to this dumb frog talk for half an hour, then uh, goodbye. And it's like an invitation. It's like sending it's like sending a golden-graved invitation to each potential listener out there. If you don't like what uh, Jaime Schwartz has got to say, then you better go away for a half hour, an hour, because, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to inflict them on you. That, that's why I stopped having guests years ago. Do you have any idea what a, what a massive improvement that was for me? Yeah. yeah. Aside from the fact of babysitting 90-year-old uh, people with one foot in the grave, I just don't get it. What are people thinking about? Well, this hour we're going to talk about baseball card collecting. And, and you can just hear, as Mr. Ego again was doing his own personal interest on there, baseball card. Everybody in the audience is like diving for the dial. And some of the people were dropping it, too. That's why we don't use soap no more. They were diving for the dial. You know, can you believe that there anybody uses soap anymore? Sure. Very sad. Why? It's Why? There. It would be like guys wearing knickers. It would be like bringing back look, spats. Look, you're an old timer and don't always change as soon as change becomes available. Like what? Huh? I, I was way ahead of the curve on body you wash. Are, Let me on, tell you that right now. Things. Yeah. Well, come on, Josh. Speak up. Don't leave me on. What? Give me an example. Music. Oh, now listen. Your music taste it doesn't really change that much. Your, your music taste. Well, is it's based one thing. On... To, it's one thing to think that you know the music you grew up. And with let, me, is let me say one other thing to you too. I hate to break the news to you, but when I was head of the apartment in Amsterdam, I was a zillion miles ahead of you. I come back here, and all of a sudden, like the well, they're playing all the techno pop and all the European stuff that I had seen, I had on tape with, from months with ago. All due okay, so it all depends on where you can hear it and where you can see it. First of all, in the U.S., there's no videos anywhere. Where are you going to see a video? MTV don't show no music videos. All they have are a bunch of stupid crap programs with naked. Teenagers run around. All right. Zero days. Yeah, but I'm just telling you. I have no problem if there was some good music uh, to see or listen to the or point both is, of these things. Old timers are reluctant to change, and when you grew up using soap, most people are reluctant to change. We're not talking about old timers reluctant to change. Maybe we'll do that poll again, kind of a, like one of those pre polls, so, you know? What do you wash with? Yeah, but I'm talking about like the age group. I mean, I, I would have never. I would have never switched to body wash if I weren't on this show. There probably. you go, right there. Now, is he an old-timer? Take a look at him, okay? Does he look old? I realize he's getting worn out yeah. pretty good because of that Russian girlfriend. But nevertheless, he ain't old, and he wasn't using no body. He was using soap. Yeah. And what she told me, by the way, Natasha, there is he kept dropping it. Yeah, but she'd That's pick it up for him. Huh? She'd pick it up for him. WQAM, hello. How about the soap? QAM. Neely. Yes, sir. How are you today? All right. It's Chris from Philadelphia. Chris from what? Hialeah. Oh, Hialeah. Hiya, Chris and Hialeah. What's going on? Hey, uh, I don't want to sound, uh, you know, um, gay, you but uh, the uh, yeah. exfoliating apricot, St. Ives, puts lead in my pencil. So what did you say? What are you talking about? The body, uh, body wash. Oh, yeah. body wash. Your phone is breaking up. you got one of the worst phones. I would stop buying a body wash. I'd go out and buy a new phone. God, is that a bad phone. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Greg, Leah, uh, pencil, yeah. By the way, it's a stencil, not a pencil, what I'm hearing. 26 past noon at QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. And dumb as dirt. 
Transamerica, a film about a woman who was a man that became a woman who was never a man in the first place because it stars a woman, Rosie O'Donnell. Hey, pal, look at me. I'm really a woman. Can you believe it? A woman. Uh-huh. I am a woman who plays a man that becomes a man. But all along, I get this. Yeah. I was always a woman anyways. Uh-huh. Why, look at me now. I'm just a little guy. Sashayin' in my mini skirt. Like my mini skirt, huh? It's a little tight, don't you think? Well, that's why I carried a shoehorn. You make a bad sack. I know. Well, very uh, blue. The makeup I got at Pet Boys. And I rub berries on my cheeks for color. I'll deal with my armpits later. So, uh, you want a date? No, but one thing I'd like to know. Yeah, what's that, Bob? Uh, do you have any mirrors in your house? Transamerica. Now showing in limited theaters for a very limited time. And gratefully so. <laughs> 1232 at 560 WQM. So, are we getting back to uh, Chris Penn's death? All right. The cause of actor Chris Penn's death remained undetermined after an autopsy, and the coroner's office has ordered blood toxicology tests. How do you like that? Were you a little bit curious about how he died? A little no. bit curious. That's no, the right. operative word. A little bit. Penn, the brother of Academy Award-winning actor Sean Penn and musician Michael, was found dead Tuesday in the Santa Monica condo leaser minium. The toxicology test is just normal procedure for someone who's 40 and not seeing their doctor. His latest film, the Darwin Awards, in which he appears with Venona Ryder and Joseph Fiennes. How do you say that? Fiennes. Fiennes. Oh. Uh, a premiere later in the day at the Sundance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. He gave an incredible performance in the film for a dead man. Writer-director Finn Taylor said, I think he's going to be remembered for years to come and we'll miss him. Chris Penn appeared in numerous films, including Reservoir Dogs, Starsky and Hutch, Rush Hour, and Corky Romano. Corky star Chris Catton described Penn's death as a huge shock. Catan. I beg your pardon? Catan. Chris Joseph Cotton. Who cares how the hell? Catan, Catan, Rattan, Rattan. You say Catan, I say Catan. How do you like that? You say Tomata, I say uh, the hell with you. So here's a little more. Here's the rest of the story. I hate, I hate to do this. You ask me if I hate no, to do this. I know you don't. Well, no, it's more about a story that I did before. I had just like a little blurb on it, and here's like the rest of the story. So do you hate to do that? No. More Americans favor impeaching Bush, poll says. This is by Knight Ritter Newspapers, and of course, since they published the Herald, we know that it's got to be the truth. The word impeachment is popping up increasingly these days, and not just off the lips of liberal activists spouting predictable bumper sticker slogans. This is, uh, it sounds similar, but it goes on. After the unfounded claims about Iraq's weapons of mass destruction and recent news of domestic spying without warrants, mainstream politicians and ordinary voters are talking openly about the possibility that President Bush could be impeached. So is at least one powerful senator, Arlen Specter, chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee and the inventor of that incredible magic bullet theory. So far, it's just talk. With Republicans controlling Congress and memories still fresh of the bitter fight and national distraction inflamed by former President Clinton's 98 impeachment over a couple of you-know-whats, even the launching of an official inquiry is a very long shot. But there's always a big but. A poll released last week by Zogby International showed 52% of American adults thought Congress should consider impeaching Bush if he were to have U.S. citizens without court approval, including 59% of independents and 23% of Republicans even. How do you like that? How do you like those road apples, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, by the way, Hamas won. Breaking news they got on it. Breaking news my ass. Given these numbers, impeachment could become an issue in this fall's congressional elections and dramatically raise the stakes, just like Professor Van Helsing there in Dracula. Remember, he raised the stake and then he drove it through Dracula's heart. And Bella Lugosi said, Oy! 
If Democrats win control of the House of Representatives, a leading proponent of starting an official impeachment inquiry, Representative John Conyers of Michigan, would become chairman of the House Committee that could pursue it. Conyers introduced legislation last month to create a special panel to investigate it. Uh, by the way, Michael Moore is working. It's going to come out in 2007 on a sequel to Fahrenheit 9-11. Because John Conyers reminded me of Fahrenheit 9-11. Remember, he says, sit down, mm -hmm. my son. We don't read any of these bills, you idiot. Conyers introduced legislation last month to create a special panel to investigate the Bush administration's alleged manipulation of Iraq pre-Iraq war intelligence and make recommendations regarding grounds for possible impeachment. All right. He's not the only one dropping the I word, even the I man, I bet. A day later, Senator Barbara Boxer of California wrote to four presidential scholars asking whether domestic spying by the NSA was an impeachable offense. Former Vice President Al Gore said last week that the NSA wiretapping could be an impeachable offense. He said it might be. It could be. Bush contends that he holds authority as commander-in-chief to order the eavesdropping on international calls of terrorism suspects without court approval. He also claims that Congress's resolution authorizing him to use force against terrorists implicitly authorizes NSA spying. But a 1978 law requires court-issued warrants for wiretapping people in the USA, and many in Congress, along with the nonpartisan Congressional Research Service, said Bush is on shaky legal ground in ordering NSA spying without warrants, as required by the 78 Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Tucker Bounds, a Republican National Committee official, said impeachment talk is nonsense. Tucker Bounds. Does he? Yeah. Oh, just like that. About 18 feet in the year. But asked, but asked January 15 what recourse there could be if Bush broke or ignored the law in authorizing wiretaps. Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Arlen Magic Bullet Specter mentioned impeachment. I'm not suggesting remotely there's any basis, but you're asking really theory. In theory, what's the remedy, he said ABC's this week. Impeachment is the remedy, he said. To which we say... All right. To which we say... Absolutely. To which we say... Absolutely correct, sir. Representative Lynn Woolsey of California said of a Bush impeachment, I'm not saying it would happen, but I think it should be explored. She was one of a handful of House members to co-sponsor Conyers' bill, which is unlikely to get a hearing or vote as long as Republicans rule the House, which after November that ain't going to happen no more. Stanford University historian Jack Rakov, a constitutional expert, said breaking the law and domestic spying would qualify as an impeachable offense, but that Congress should be hesitant to pursue it. The Clinton impeachment was a major distraction for the nation, he said. Some of it suggested it hurt the U.S. effort against al-Qaeda before 9-11. Well, I wonder who was responsible for that, eh? Huh? I wonder who is responsible for bringing that impeachment based on a couple of you-know-whats, I would Monica and all that other crap, and making poor Bubba's nose grow like Pinocchio. Despite such concerns, several liberal activists say it's time to impeach Bush. Bob Furtick, president of Democrats.com, has formed impeachment PAC to fund campaigns of congressional candidates who support impeachment. It raised more than 52 grand in 10 weeks. If the truth comes out, Furtick said, there will be an open and shut case for a high crime of breaking the law. I mean, look at all of these different things, not just uh, the illegal wiretaps. That, that's small potatoes. Right. All these innocent people dying and all these uh, people being sent over there. And then Rumsfeld says, but we got the greatest army and these are seasoned veterans. Yeah, right. They're all dying over there while you're up there flapping your big fat lips, you idiot. They're lightly seasoned. Making all that money off of that the Tamiflu by scaring the public again with this freaking bird flu. Anybody dying uh, from a person-to-person -person contact from bird flu yet? No. Never. Never not one in the history of mankind. Not a one. Not a. Oh, there's all those punks over there. They're giving a big victory sign. How nice we want. You see, when you give a bunch of people a free election and they vote to elect a bunch of terrorists, I say, Chobmendreard, okay, all of them. Isn't that the name of the party? Chobmendreard right. party? Hamas, Chob, whatever. To hell with them. Let them all rot. You know, the Israelis, they got their terrorists. We don't hear anything mo about him. You notice I say that every day? 
Mm-hmm. Two things I say. Thank you, Mr. President, for those low bargain basement gas prices. And what's going on with Ariel, huh? I guess nothing. He ain't saying too much. Yeah. What's Moscow, Ariel? Like that. I wonder if they still got his shoe connected, huh? Wouldn't surprise me if one of the characters from Passion sneaks in there in the middle of the is to a bed, is a hotel, is a whatever he's saying, is a hospital room, and disconnects that. Shoo! Then you'll see what's going on, just like they do a Yes or I'm a fart. So the Israelis, they like terrorists. The Palestinians, they like terrorists. So let them all kill each other and leave us alone. Leave the rest of the world alone, the civilized Please. people that aren't just a bunch of screaming getchkis, davening back and forth with all the crap, you know. Good golly, Miss Molly. What, what am I rambling about? I don't know. It's fun, though. I like it. I like it a lot. And you know I'm in such a good mood? Because our make-believe, our part-time program director got the message, obviously, did not come in there and hock me a china for half an hour before the show this morning. Just leave us alone, Clarence, okay? Leave the show to the pros, okay? Who knows something besides ball games and guys who take showers together, although now that you mention it. This is Neil Rogers. Rock solid. This is 560 QAM. What is Plato's retreat? I'm sure he does. He'll be on it, too, by the way. Guilty. Won't that be ironic? Won't that be sweet irony for, uh, for him? Okay. And I should mention to you, you're eating your lunch, I can tell yes. right now. Tony. Brad's, no doubt. Yeah. How do you like that? How did I know it? I can smell it right through the... Uh... hear me crunching this shower. Yeah. Tony's, our good buddy Brad right. up there at 193rd and 441 with the best pizza man going right. and garlic rolls and sandwiches and stuff. Damn good pizza. What's, uh, what's too. the junior eating there? I had some garlic rolls, and I also got spaghetti and meatballs. Ooh. Man, why did you say that? You know how much I love spaghetti and meatballs. Can't eat it, though, but nevertheless. Don't be getting diabetes, all you kids out there, because then you can't eat no spaghetti, and you can't eat no pizza, and you can't eat no bread, you can't eat no ice cream, and you can't eat no pies, and you can't eat no cakes, and you can't eat no pastries of any kind. Nothing good. Just meat That's and right. lobster and stuff like that. Nothing wrong with lobster. Nothing wrong with a nice juicy steak or maybe a couple of boogers. Five six seven oh five sixty. So anyway, Geldy's on it too. He's got Peter King between three and three thirty. Who's not related to uh-huh. that one? The great sports analyst writer uh, Peter King with the Geldy. That should be uh, really scintillating radio and uh, compelling. I'm sorry, compelling radio like the Toronto weather. It's sunny by the way, and not too bad. Mad Dog at four. Hurricane Hotline at seven o'clock from Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse. That's the same Bernie Kosar with the Olympist who used to say, We want the Panthers, Neil he. he came in that morning like a little girl. Tee-hee-hee. He actually, he actually said, Tee-hee-hee. No. Yes. Tee-hee. Well, he made that sound. He didn't like... Yeah, he made the sound. Like, that, like a little girl. Pretty close. That's uh, funny. And then, uh, I'm telling you, you were there. 
You were there. They had him on the worst team, and then he came in uh, to me at uh, thinking I was going to put him on the air after he hoard a bunch of time on the uh, morning show, and he came in to me. Oh, Neil, we just bought the Panthers. Tee hee, not, not yeah, tee hee hee, like boo hoo. You know, there are things you see in comic strips that you know are never really said by humans, but only in comic strips, like boo hoo and tee hee. Well, he said tee hee. Maybe the Beast can ask him about it. He'll be at Bernie's at 9 o'clock tonight. The Beast. Maybe they and have a nice How come the TV? Beast wasn't on that poll the other day, too? Uh, Greg Kotex, you singing idiot. That's right. We had no Curtis on there, no Kimba Bocamper. Mm-hmm. We had no uh, whole bunch. Lenny Martez. Jesse Agler. Jesse Agler. We didn't even have Todd Calder. For Christ's sakes. How embarrassing. He's everybody's favorite Yay. sports update guy. Hey, now. What's wrong with you, man? I'm Todd Kelleher. Greg Kotex, you idiot. I mean, once we got that fax, I mean, that was like springing the closet door open, man. Oh, he's on there over there all the time. And I, I had a feeling that that's what it was. I mean, it's pretty obvious it was a setup deal because the Herald and them are like joined at the hip. Again, that's a good matchup, by the way. It's an excellent matchup. Well, I was going to say that uh, Joe Bell's favorite book of Brian, but is the one where Wilt Chamberlain rapes uh, Mo. Well, that's a lot of our favorites. But isn't that something? We've got a general manager now who actually listens to the show and knows what's going on here and takes an interest in, in what we're doing as opposed to like, well, how are we do with the Panther guest today? Did we get uh, Bill Torrey on there, Mr. Bowtie? And what about the spokesman? Was he on? You know, there is nothing, there is nothing in the world worse. A terrorist, a religious fanatic, same thing. You name it. There's nothing worse than a sports nerd. They are the evil of the universe. Take it from us, all of us, on this show. We are the anti-sports nerds and proud of it. That's the reason we're not on a Greg Kotex pool, because we'd wipe the planet with your ass. How do you like that, Greg Kotex, you imbecile? And he knows it. So he makes that disclaimer, oh, sorry, Neil Rogers, but it's only the sports people on the two stations. right? You know what that would be like? What would that be like? That would be like, remember, we used to have sports talk from 6 to 8 on IOD if we would have done the same thing. Well, who Now, which sports person, and then, like, for this uh, 790 crap? And he would have listed like 15 people over there and then put like uh, Mad Dog and uh, Joe Zagaki and whoever else was on it. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And by the way, two hours of sports a day is more than enough. Believe well, you now. me. How can you say that? Believe me. Especially when there ain't nothing going on anyway. The heat. Who gives a flying crap about yeah. and the heat already? By the way, how are they doing? I don't care. Don't tell me. And the Panthers... I mean, my God, the first place Carolina Hurricanes, led by Ray Whitney and Rod Brindamore and all these other goyim, and they come in there last night, they got a crowd like that. You know, I don't want to, like, start kissing up to Rimmer, because that's the last thing I would do, but I will say this, and it's got nothing to do with his broadcast, I'm sure. But Columbus, and uh, Columbus, how, how many people in Columbus would you say? About 30, 30 people. They sell out just about every game. And he, uh, Rimmer told me when he called a couple of days ago, well, we got Vancouver tonight, probably won't be a sellout. I watched some of that game the other night, and uh, it was packed. And it was a hell of a game, too. I think it was 7-6 Columbus 1. Hell of a game. And the place was packed. It was rocking. And they don't announce a phony attendance like, you know, 12,000 when there's like 4,000 people in the building. Because we gave away 8,000 tickets and nobody showed up. God. So what, the, what is there to talk about? What sports? You tell me now what sports are going on. Is there baseball going on now? No. Huh? Uh, luge. Football going on? College football? No. Professional curling. football? No. Is the Olympics starting yet as if anybody cared? No. No, a bunch of losers is right. So what, what's going on? Why would anybody care about sports right now? I mean, even the draft isn't until April. The NFL draft. Come on, is that man. going on now? No. Come sports. on, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to hear about it. I don't know. Maybe they're oh, wrestling you basketball. Somewhere. I forgot about that. That's a hell of a lot more important than uh, you know dealing with business, right? No, absolutely. 
we got to have our own on-campus arena. Then they'll come out and support. You know better than that. I, I could have told you that ahead of time. Save the money, honey. When I did those U.M. baseball games, 95% of the crowd were like adults. They were not any, it had nothing to do with the university. They lived in the Gables. They came from other places. And the university, those students over there like uh, like lost in the wilderness somewhere. There is no university. There is no campus. There is no nothing. Don't forget, you can't spell, spell scum without U.M. It's, it's a joke. But anyway, we just build another arena on every street corner. You'll just see they're going to be packing them in, man. I think it'll just like just like Ray Perry used right. to say, the lamented Ray Perry, about how if we build a lot more, uh, you know, we have a ten sports stations, it'll bring a lot more people to sports. That's right. Well, let's take a look like at that last book, for example. You know, the Humper's sitting there with a two five or whatever in the morning, and the little dog is over there with a two four or two five. So that's a nice five share. Okay, in the morning, if there's one, a nice five share for somebody. We put them together. But when you got two, it divided by two, and all of a sudden you got like, oh, gee, what kind of a number is that? See what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that it's uh, overdone, man. We need two sports stations in this market like we need gigantic, big, bloody, oozing hemorrhoids. That's what we need two sports stations for. And so Greg Kotex can go on there and sit over there like a little child with his boyfriend and strum the banjo and sing whatever he's doing. Just an idiot. Grow up already, okay, all you overgrown children. That's what sports talk is all about, overgrown children. How much verbiage can you possibly spend talking about the same guys with jock straps going to their Christian fellowship prayer meetings and uh, going out there and raping every broad they can in every motel in North America? What are we talking about, huh? Christian fellowship, my ass. I think all these goody two-shoes, these Steve Largents and the Kurt Warners and all these other right-wing, oh, my, and Jim Bunning. Jim Bunning, it's a miracle they don't have that guy tied up in a rubber room somewhere. And he's there the other day making it with a photo op with Sam Alito. What a pair, man. A match made in heaven. You could see them mouthing a words. Let's kill all the faggots. You could see the words coming out of their mouths. <laughs> you're laughing. Oh, speaking of that. Well, this, of course, is from the San Francisco Chronicle. So what do you expect? Five teachers balk at posters for gay students. Signs mandated in San Leandro to ensure safety on campus. Five teachers at San Leandro High School in, on the West Coast in San Francisco have refused to comply with the school district in order to display a rainbow flag poster in their classroom that reads, This is a safe place to be who you are because they say homosexuality violates their religious beliefs, Principal Amy Furtado said. Furtado. High school's gay. Can I read this All or right. are you going to just calm down? All right. Furtado. Get back to your food for Christ's sakes. Mm, good idea. Mm-hmm. The high school's gay straight alliance just stick another pepperoni in your push there. The high school's Gay Straight Alliance designed the poster, which includes pink triangles and other symbols of gay pride. In December, the school board approved a policy requiring all district teachers to hang the kids, I mean, to hang the posters in their classrooms. District officials said the poster is an effort to comply with state laws requiring schools to ensure student safety and curb discrimination and harassment. You know, I haven't played that. I bet you I haven't played that in a long, long time. I'm curious. I think it goes like Sexual harassment. Harassment. Harassment a lot to me. See, that was, that was Clarence Token Thomas, as portrayed by Mitch Lewis. They say that too often teachers don't reprimand students who use derogatory slurs or refer to homosexuality in a negative way, like, you faggot, things like that. Queer. Maricon. This is not about religion, sex, or belief systems, said District Superintendent Christine Lim, who initiated the poster policy. This is about educators making sure our schools are safe for our children, regardless of their sexual orientation. Teachers who refuse to display the posters, which are distributed Monday, couldn't be reached for comment. The San Leandro Unified School District has been embroiled in controversy over homosexuality in the past. How do you like that? You fairy. 
1997, a parents group at the high school demanded that a gay teacher be fired after she came out to her class. I remember that story. Remember that? Mm-hmm. In two, you're eating. In 2002, oh, high school English teacher Carl Debro settled a lawsuit with the district for a million bucks after he was disciplined for giving a lecture on racism and homophobia. A judge declared unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. A district policy banning controversial issues from the classroom without a principal's approval. Our teacher, Tom Lachlan, who is gay and oversaw the posters done by students in the Gay-Straight Alliance, said he was surprised by the level of intolerance for homosexuality that he perceived when he started teaching at the high school five years ago. He said he recognized that it was critical when a student called him a fag. You fag. How do you like that? In, in San homo? Francisco, wouldn't you think that's a little odd? It would be like somebody here saying that, you know? That damn faggot. I can't stand him. Shocking. There was a real need to do this. He said a lot of students didn't know about gay people in general or gay generals. Efforts to change the district's culture with a no tolerance. And see, if Tom Cruise had just come out of the closet, they'd say, take a look at him. He's the top gun, man. He's the big, uh, the head cheese. The last samurai. There you go. And there's a real screamer for you, man. You show me Church of Scientology and I'll show you. Yeah, that's all. That's all you need to know. Right? Right. And who else were you telling me is a Scientologist that I wasn't aware of? Somebody a couple weeks ago you told me was... Uh, we got a long list over here. Some broad. Jenna some actress. Huh? Jenna, Jenna Elfman? No. Kirstie Alley? Kirstie. Oh! Kirstie in the alley. I'm going to tell you something. If there's somebody right now who needs to take a long dirt nap, that's the bitch. Have you seen the new spots here? Have you called Jenny? And they've got, of course, the... Um, the, the stunt abroad is doing the, and, and tumbling over and all this stuff. And, of course, you know it's not her. Of course. And she, she's got on 14 corsets. You know uh-huh. those things that you're supposed to wear to make you lose weight? Those, okay. those belts, those plastic it's belts. duct tape. They have her every ounce of fat duct tape. And she's still uh-huh. a cow. How do you like that? Christy Alley, my fat ass. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour.
Oh, um, yeah, she glows all right. 102 or something that rhymes with it. When I see her on TV, I want to run to the supermarket and get about 400 Rice Krispie treats and just come, bring them home and yeah. sit in front of the TV and just shove them one after the other down my puss. Makes me want to eat cookie dough. Right. Well, just stick with the uh, Tonys there instead. Yeah, it's healthy. Thanks, Brad. Nice salad today. I'm keeping it under control. A shallot. That's very yeah, good. A shallot. Greek shallot. Oh, good. I'm going to watch the rest of the City of God after the show today. I'm going to have yeah, a couple that. nice cheeseburgers on my Flavor Wave Deluxe. And I'm going to watch the rest of the City of God. All right. I'm going to watch one of those movies tonight. Thursday. Now, I will say night. this. I mean, uh, you know, so far, nothing all that spectacular happened. Although Shaggy got shot. I was not too happy about Damn that. Damn it. We like him, dead. too. Yeah. A lot of dead people in it. But, um, and then the poor chicken. You know, that, was <laughs> well. the one, that was one smart chicken, though. You know, you gotta, he, he was looking around. They had him tied up there because he was going to be next. You right. know? And he's looking around. These chickens are getting skint and uh, yeah. beheaded and uh, popped sure. in the boiling oil and put on the grill. And, all. and the chicken's like, uh-oh, I think I better get out of here. You know? <laughs> this ain't looking too good. No, I mean, that look of panic. That was pretty good acting. <laughs> I, I think the best acting I've seen so far was the chicken. So far, yeah. And, man, he got away, and they're chasing his ass all over town. And the best part of the thing was when he actually took off in flight. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, what a shame. I mean, if there was a god, why couldn't chickens really fly? They can fly for like a few feet, but then yeah. after that, they, they quit, can't flap their wings too good, you know? Right. Kind of like uh, Charles Bly over there in Channel 7. Who? Well, that guy that called us yesterday, I'm just giving oh, him a that little uh, I know. recognition, you know? Well, I'd like to recognize you at the, Neil, uh, at the track, at the Neil. <laughs> Remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Wants to recognize me. Get out of here. I don't want to see you. I don't want to smell you. But Charles Belay is a good guy. He called us yesterday from Channel 7. And does anybody know who he is? Who? Who best fits this? Oh, and here's the poll for tomorrow. Which I'm, I waited till now because I can't imagine. How, could we have left anything out? Uh, we, we might left have. Greg Kotex off here, the singing nun. We left him off. What movie should never have been remade? Right. And we did just voluminous research here. For at least five minutes. The Blob. Right. Even though that was the remake was actually good there. That's an exception. What about The Blaster? The Blob. War of the Worlds. Psycho. Cape Fear. Then they will fear you. When a stranger calls. I'm going to tell you. Let me say it again. Now, you brought up a good point, too, about the trailer. They're showing all these uh, yeah. previews of new movies coming out. So when you all go to see a movie in the theater, they show the trailer for When a Stranger Calls. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw it. I was watching. It was on that show that we liked so much that Josh was so smitten by the two brothers. Supernatural. Okay. Now, did you see it, Josh, the preview for uh, When a Stranger Calls? I did not. Oh. Mm-hmm. Did you see the original movie with Charles Durning? Probably not. I, probably not. Oh, you'd like that. It's a good movie. It's one that really, uh, I, I mean, not one all-time best, but it's pretty damn good. It's all right. Do not watch the new one. No. So anyway, this is another movie that does not need to be redone. And so here's the, and it's in a nicer, fancier house in a big yeah. pool, and it's overlooking the ocean or, you know, one of those. Like deals. a lakeside or something. And, and unlike, of course, the updated, modernized it, instead of like the regular phone ringing for the babysitter, the cell phone is sitting on the sofa, and she's halfway up the stairs, and she comes back down and answers the cell phone. And the voice says, now, see, the, the whole line in the movie is, have you checked the children? Have you checked the children? Right. Have you checked the freaking children? That's the catch line in the movie. And All right, then, I, I know what and, movie you're talking about. And right? in the new movie, the voice is, how are the children? Yeah. I mean, what is that? How yeah. are the children? And then the, the big giveaway that's the suspenseful uh, giveaway in the movie, they show it in the trailer. Yeah. You know, it, oh, the calls the call, are coming hey, from inside the, the house. Get out of the house. The calls are coming from inside the house. Well, you're not supposed to know that. That right. ruins the whole movie for you, that he's inside the house, this crazy bastard. 
Jesus, God Almighty. So anyway, there are a lot of movies we make because they can't come up with new ideas. And right. so they keep taking great movies and just ruining them. Right, like a cow chewing its cud. Oh, it don't man. don't taste better the second time around. Chewing a scud. So anyway, The Blob or the World, Psycho Cave Fear, When a Stranger Calls, Time Machine. It was a good machine, but a bad movie. A Star is Born. Dracula. There was only one Dracula. Planet of the Apes. Poda. Rollerball. And you tell me, even with uh, Chris Klein in it, it was awful. Well, it was... Really, I sure like really Chris awful. Klein, though. I know. You, you would hate that movie. Uh, well, he's not, he, I'll tell you one thing. He's not good enough to, uh, that I would go see the movie just because he was in it. I don't know. Oh, it's just I'd brilliant. rather watch Supernatural. That's for free on TV. Godzilla. Meet Joe Black. That was uh, Brad Pitt, right? I actually saw that, and I, I still can't figure out. I Mr. don't think Deeds, I did. Mr. Deeds. Ocean's Eleven. More Brad Pitt. How many movies a month does Brad Pitt make? About 30, man. That's why I can afford to be impregnating all these chicks. The Italian Job. Dawn of the Dead. Alfie. The Producers, Pink Panther, oh, Steve Martin, why did you do that? And The Fog and House of Wax. That's the list we got so far. What movie should have never been remade? Oh, what about, uh, all. What about Bad News Bears? Yeah, that's oh, another that's one. Right. I was on, What's the freaking I forgot to write that down. That? Yeah. Why did they God. do that? Well, add that. How do I do this? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll fax it to Eric later because I already faxed him. We already got the original list up there for poll changing. Well, what time are you going to switch it? Like I do all the time, whenever I feel like it tonight, right. after I watch City of God, maybe after I watch uh, Brian Williams with that phony face in his. You know, he's really strange. Yeah, I mean, is. you know, I mean, it's one thing to be strange and do be on the radio, but to be strange looking and be on TV doing the news, his face is like like cockeyed. It's like uh, all like, like uh, got it, it's stuck in some farm equipment. He definitely was in that movie. Uh, you know, it came from outer space or something. He uh, the ship must have landed. The hills have eyes. Very bizarre. Which is anyway, another one. Oh, that's right. They just remade that. And that has the hills have eyes. Yeah. No need to remake okay. that movie. The hills have eyes. I, 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 I put that pointy-headed guy in there, and he he was the whole movie. I see. Well, it's just like when a stranger calls. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to see the remake, but how can how good can it be if it doesn't have Charles Durning in it, number one? And then the guy right. that was the crazy guy, the murderer, I mean, he was fabulous. Remember him? Yes, he was. Remember when Charles Durning was chasing him through wherever that uh, through the kitchen and he was throwing the yeah. pots and pans? And, and, of course, here Charles Durning reminded me of Cannon, you know, the fat detective. <laughs> and he's chasing some right. guy who's like uh, weighs uh, 160 pounds. And here's this 300-pound detective. And he's uh, you know, run about a half, a half a foot, and he's already ready to have a stroke, you know. Charles Durning's great. He, he's still yes, alive, he I believe. He's in The, the Fury, which is a, a movie I'm going to get for Josh and copy it for him. Really? The Psychic Teenagers. It's an old movie, like, from the 70s already. I see. He's a good actor. He was in the Mass Appeal it. with uh, Jack Lemmon. Mm -hmm. He's always good. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How about The Longest Yard? It's one of your favorites, Al Adam Sandler. They remade it? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right. I remember that now. Awful. And there was a TV movie even worse than that. I think it was about two years ago they remade Brian's song for TV. Oh, God. But they didn't make it for the theater, though. Thank no, not, Did they yeah. get a better song this time? If it wasn't the theater. <laughs> no, this time he lived, I hear. Exactly. You're not the yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks, Pally. You're welcome. See, this is a good one. Uh, I mean, I realize that you people in the movie business just can't come up with no good ideas, but stop doing it. And like Psycho, when they remade it, there was some... Uh, uh, yeah. Director or something remade that. That was a bad. Oh, I'll tell you another one. Another one. Oh, a really good one. Speaking of yeah. La Caja Fall. Now they changed the name. What was the remake of that with uh, Robin the, Williams? The Birdcage, which is what that means. Oh, case. oh yeah, in, in Frog in mm. French. La Caja Fall. Yeah, I'll put in parentheses the Birdcage. Oh my God! Now that's such a. Now did you see the original one? 
I had, did not see either version. You didn't although, see either one? Although I did see a piece of the second one. Oh, my God. Like, how's your fault? Is a panic. Even you would like it. Even uh, somebody as uh, uptight as you are. Not up my back alley. No, I'm serious. It's it's hysterical. It's All a right. panic. I'll check it out. It's uh, very entertaining. I know. I saw the new one. and uh, it was Oh, no, forget about that. Uh, Robin Williams is in it. Doesn't that set out like a little... Yeah, it does. Yeah. Something like goes on over your head, like uh -huh. a little light bulb lights sure, up. Big oh, red warning light. That's right. I don't want to see that. Robin no, Williams, you. no, no, no. Patch Adams all over again. Not uh -uh. for me. Teen beats up grandmother because she won't buy him beer. That'll learn her. This is my favorite story. This story is... And if you saw the picture of this kid, you would kill him without any questions asked. Kurt Cass, fat-faced punk... Bradenton, no less. Boy, if he don't, he is the poster child for Bradenton. Have you ever been in Bradenton? I'm yes, sure uh, yes, uh, Josh has. I have, yeah. He, he lived in Brandon. And I, of course, used to work in Sarasota, so believe me, I've been in Bradenton. I got a speeding oh. ticket on the way to Bradenton for a few Bradenton days. makes two egg, two egg Florida look like Manhattan. That, that's how bad Bradenton is. Deputies say 16-year-old has been arrested for beating his grandmother with a two-by-four for refusing to give him 100 bucks for beer. How expensive is the beer in Bradenton? Pretty damn expensive, man. He was going to have a big party. A keg, I guess. He was having a party, baby. Maybe he saw that, uh, uh, what was the movie with Tom Cruise where he had all the hookers in there? What was that movie? Uh, risky Business. Risky, but maybe he wanted to open up his own frisky business. Charges Kirk Cass of Hammock Drive, Bradenton. Investigators say Cass went into his 60-year-old grandmother's bedroom Thursday, asked her for 100 bucks for beer. When she refused, he allegedly placed a razor blade on her throat and demanded she take him to the bank to get the money. Don't cut! When the victim arrived back home, she locked all the doors, deputies reported. The defendant arrived back home and kicked the front door in. Once inside, the defendant grabbed a two-by-four piece of wood and hit the victim numerous times on the back. The defendant then grabbed a three-foot piece of three-inch PVC pipe, hit the victim on the head, back, and legs numerous times. The defendant's casework arrived on the scene and was able to hold him until law enforcement arrived. Deputies said Cass has made comments in the past to his grandmother that she should kill his entire family. Oh, just start with him, Grandma. Sure. Cass was charged with domestic aggravated assault, two counts of domestic aggravated battery, attempted robbery and kidnapping. Authorities say Cass came from a troubled family. Oh, misunderstood, poor baby. His mother's in prison on cocaine possession and sale charges. His father is serving a 15-year prison sentence for manslaughter after choking a hooker to death in 2002. The grandmother's had legal guardianship of Cass and his little brother since 94. Two words, uh, four words come to mind, Okay. The first mm -hmm. two are forced sterilization, and the second two are shoot him. This is Neil Rogers. This is 515 AM. Snakes, we're on the gate, and you can't take us away. March, march in a 
560 WQAM on a sensational Thursday, man. You can feel it in your bones, can't you? I'm bone. Maybe that's arthritis. I'm feeling my bones now. Original survivor guilty of tax dodge. Yeah, I love that. Richard Bastard. Hatch. Yeah. Not to be confused with Richard Hatch, the actor. Was that Richard or Robert Hatch? It was Richard also. Oh, geez. That was on, like, uh, with Rick Springfield and that great show, uh, Battlestar Galactica, the original one. That is correct. Oh, man. The new I like that show a lot. I'll bet. Every, mm. Jane Seymour was in that. spaced out. Who was that? Jane Seymour. Wow. Seymour what? Seymour Flesh, if you can. Wrecked him. Richard Ash, who won a million dollars in the first season of Survivor, was found guilty yesterday of failing to pay taxes on his winnings. You slimeball. Gay. Yeah. Hatch was handcuffed and taken into custody. He probably enjoyed that. After U.S. District Judge Ernest Torres said he was a potential flight risk. You're like that yes, chicken in the uh, uh, away. city of God. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fly away without a plane. He was also convicted of evading taxes on 327 grand that he earned as co-host of a Boston radio show and 28 grand in rent on property he owned. He was acquitted of seven bank mail and wire fraud charges. Hatch 44 faces up to 13 years in prison. Boy, he's going to have a good time in there. And a fine of 600 grand. Sentencing scheduled for April 28th. Jurors deliberated for less than a day after more than a week of testimony. Beside the tax charges, prosecutors accused Hatch of using money donated to a charitable foundation, Horizon Bound, an outdoor program planned to open for troubled youth. He allegedly spent the money on expenses including tips to a limousine driver, dry cleaning, and tens of thousands of dollars on improvements to a house he owned. Near the end of the trial, explanation for Hatch's failure to pay taxes was raised by his lawyer, but he never mentioned it in the jury's presence. Hatch's lawyer, Michael Minns, said Hatch caught fellow contestants cheating and struck a deal with the show's producers to pay his taxes if he won. But Hatch was never asked about the allegation when he testified. Instead, Minns told jurors that Hatch, who lives in Newport, Rhode Island, was the world's worst bookkeeper and said his client never meant to do anything wrong. Hatch testified he thought producers were supposed to pay a survivor taxes and said the donations uh, he took from his charity were far less than the money already poured into it. More than five years after winning, Hatch remains reality TV's most famous villain, the uh, man viewers love to hate. He first captured their attention for shedding his clothes on Survivor, prompting David Letterman to call him that fat, naked guy. Fat, naked guy. He made the guy. biggest impression and won the show by scheming his way to the top. He, re uh, he reveled his squabbles among his fellow contestants. Didn't they the whole thing's a pile of crap. Survive this. Go eat some bogs and go, like, to uh, Beirut and survive that. Well, that'd be a good show. Sur Survivor um, uh, Liberty City. Baghdad. Here's the facts. It looks like a chronic to me. Of I course. have a pet peeve for remake movies. I can't imagine why anyone would even have the hubris to remake the Pink Panther. That's on our list. Steve Martin should be arrested. Now, wasn't I tell you that this morning? Yep. He used to be funny. Steve Martin should be arrested for even trying to recreate Peter Sellers' role in Inspector Clouseau. He ain't no Inspector Clouseau. I'll tell you that. He ain't no Peter Sellers. Steve Martin, he's somebody. Not, he's almost like Jim Carrey. Not quite as annoying. But he uh, he lost my interest a long right. time ago. He used ago. to be very funny. He used to be, be in the beginning man. really funny, very outrageous, and now just boring. And also, uh, although they married him off finally, but I don't think so. 
That says at the top should be Will Smith and the Wild Wild West. Was there actually, I mean, that was a TV show. Was there actually another movie called that? Yeah, first? with Will Smith as James West. You don't remember? No, no, you're, you're missing me. We're talking about a remake. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. In other words, was it a movie? I mean, a remake. You know, they made, it, they made a Wild uh, West movie. Uh, huh? They made, a, but I think it was a, for a TV movie. Yeah. So you're going to have to look that up. Good Why point. not Google it? I don't want to put it on here and send these editions to Erica. Oh, my God. And look at this list again from Miss Riley. Will you get a life for Christ's sake? I have no life. I mean, he's good or it's good or whatever this thing is, but my God. Okay, all of these were remade? Yes. Oh, so I'm going to just take this list. Okay. Thanks, Riley. Like I said, your faxes are the best. The time machine, we got that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't be sending the stuff we already got, which we don't have much. Alfie, we already got Alfie, right, on the original list, got mm -hmm. that. But he's got Cheaper by the Dozen, Stepford Wives, The Out-of-Towners, Walking Tall, Amityville Horror. Now, what, uh, what's his name? Was uh, James Brolin was in the original one, right? Amityville? Right. I think so. Flight of the Phoenix. Is that River Phoenix? Gone in 60 Seconds. Shaft. Oh, who that? Freaky Friday. Come on, I thought I'd be hearing Shaft right away as soon as I said that. You probably oh, don't got it. Wild, Wild West. Assault on Precinct 13, Dr. Doolittle, Miracle on 34th Street, Manchurian Candidate, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and Herbie the Love Bug. Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Wasn't uh, Ray Nagin in that one? Mr. There's Shaft. There's uh, oh, Isaac Hayes. What, did he die or something or what? No, he, Isaac he was ill and... He's uh, ill and... He was in the hospital. I hope he got better. Oh, we hope he got better along but with Larry Hagman, too. There's some bad news, though. Yes, he's also a Scientologist. Oh, no! You fool! Isaac Hayes? Yes, indeed. Wow, that's bad. No wonder he got the shaft. <laughs> I hear a lot of Scientologists get the shaft. But anyway. Okay, that's enough. Kill that. Okay, so I'll add all those. Uh, are those all legit or what? I guess they are. I know that we did the Stepford Wives, and of course the obvious question that all America was asking was... Why? Yeah. Okay, let's take some more calls. I bet these people have got a whole bunch more, which is a lot of work for me. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, your remake poll is a great idea. The, the thing is, the past 25 years or so, yeah. I can think of one remake maybe that was better than the original. And what was that? And that was The Thing. The movie The Thing was remade with Kurt good, Russell. Yeah, good point. And the black yeah, that, guy from right. uh, Requiem for a Dream was David in the Keith. Right. Keith David, I think. One of the, one of the Keith <laughs> Davids. Yeah, that was the only one. And Wilford Brimley. Yeah, Wilford Brimley. It's, yeah. it's the only one in the past 25 years I can think of that was better than the original. Well, that should tell him a lesson and uh, don't do it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the verdict was a remake, but I think that was more than 25 years ago. I mean, seriously, they're just awful. Most of them are awful. I don't yeah. understand. I mean, the idea, when I saw the previews, uh, the, the ad for Pink Panther the other day with uh, Steve Martin, I, I just wanted a gag. It's just, it, I mean, why? Why is this man doing this? I mean, are they that, like, just vacant of ideas that they yes. can't come up with? I guess. And uh, the movies they're remaking, you heard about Network. I think that yeah. could be for TV. There's supposedly a remake of The Wild Bunch being done. I mean, what, mm. people crazy? I mean, you could never approach those originals. I don't understand it. Yeah. They ask, then they wonder why Hollywood's in trouble. I mean, Thanks for the bad news, Pally. All right, man. And watch out for the thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good thing I'm going to be dead pretty soon because I tell you, once they start making them the third and fourth time around, also many of these though have been right. Like, well, the many. bounty's been like three, four times. And, and what about um, a Star Is Born? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Was mm -hmm. that about Era Parsegian? I think that was about him. Who? 
You would know. Josh would know who that is. Era Parsegian. That's from an era before your time. Plus, you don't know no sports. Arab How can who? you be a... No wonder Greg hated you like poison. You don't know your sports, mister. No, I don't. You I don't know like Era Parsegian from uh, the uh, whatever era. No, I don't watch men play games. Well, there's a lot of Gay. guys out there who enjoy watching guys grab each other around uh, the waist. I, I understand. In fact, now that they got these slow-mo and close-ups in football in the NFL or in college football, too, a lot of times they're not just grabbing them around the waist, they're grabbing around their privates. That's a real good way to bring somebody down real fast. Bring them to their knees, so to speak. 26 past 1 on Gay 560 QAM. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Boy, he's beautiful. Oh, he's on fire right now. She's a smoking little pistol, isn't she? Really, though, we're just like any other couple. They're the latest hot couple in Hollywood eyes. Even better than the three and the Ashton surprise. Brad said we're just friends till he got between her thighs. And now she's with child and her name's Angelina Jolie. Their sex at that hotel really caused quite a fervor. She was screaming so loud that the staff overheard her. They called the police and they all did agree. Just rub it. You'd best bring a muzzle if you bang Angelina Jolie. Okay. Kids are really tracked. Are you ready, kids? Yeah! Lick it and stick it. 133, 27 till uh, 2 at 5, at 2 o'clock. Man, he is going to be uh, really moaning and groaning, and rightfully so. Those damn Panthers, man. Every Just when you think they got it, and they uh, drop it. You know what I'm saying? All right. When you think you got a hold of it, and all of a sudden you drop it. Okay, here's this poll. I never realized that there were so many bad remakes, you know, but there oh, sure are. And speaking of that, I just yes. saw, because it was on cable, the remake of The Manchurian Candidate, which the original was great, mm -hmm. and the remake was not. Well, that's what it says uh, here. Well, here's what we got so far. What movie should never have been remade? Uh, I don't even know where to start. La Caja Fall, The Birdcage, Longest Yard, The Hills Have Eyes, Bad News Bears, The Blob, War of the Worlds, Psycho, Cape Fear, When a Stranger Calls, Time Machine. But it was a good machine, man. A Star is Born, Dracula, Planet of the Apes, Rollerballs, Godzilla, Nitro Black, Mr. Deeds, Ocean's Eleven, The Italian Job, Dawn of the Dead, Alfie, The Producers, Pink Panther, oh, Steve Martin, We Hate You Like Poison, Come Back to Canada, eh? 
The Fog, House of Wax, Cheaper by the Dozen, Stepford Wives, uh, Out of Towners, Walking Tall, Amityville Horror, Flight of the Phoenix, Gone in 60 Seconds, Shaft, Freaky Friday, Assault on Precinct 13, Dr. Doolittle. Well, I've been to many of those doctors, especially in Florida. Miracle on 34th Street, Manchurian Candidate, which I think you just said. Guess who's coming to dinner with, um, uh, what's his Mr. name, Pips. Raymond Burr, and the Herbie the Love Bug. Good wow. Man, it's a great list. Oh, and there are, what's this one say? The postman always rings twice. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll get that on there in a second. See, I've got to write all these down. See, it's a lot of work for me. i got a good idea. One of these days, very soon, maybe even like on Monday, mm-hmm. we're going to take a poll. See, an easy way to fix a poll, you know how you do that? Tell Eric to add some votes for you? No, no, listen. We're going to take the poll. The question is going to be, who's the biggest jackass in the South Florida media? And we're only going to have one choice, Greg Kotex. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say that there's a way to fix the poll, to, to rig it so that, you know, the votes come out a certain Why not? way. Just but the there's only one, uh, one choice. Right. One choice. And so, you know, even if there's only like five people that vote, like, well, what kind of a poll is this? He's going to get all the votes, 100%. WQAM, hello. Yeah, that one people. Yes, sir. Uh, the Devil and Mr. Mrs. Jones, the porno. Oh, God. The Devil and Reverend Jones, what a match made in heaven. Oh, get a life. I have no life. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I love your poll and the one on the website, too. Yes, sir. Oh, I can't wait to get out of here. I'm counting the days, and I just wanted to say that uh, you don't need to worry. I'll be keeping uh, keep on listening online, so don't worry. Where are you I'll going? I'll listen to you. Where? Toronto. Toronto yeah. University, baby. Goodbye, South Florida. I'm happy as hell. Excellent. Okay, see you around, eh? Okay. Likely story. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon. They speak English here, Pally. WQAM, hello. Todd, hurry up with the update, sweetie. If you get back early enough, we can spoon before we see Brookback Mountain. WQAM, hello. QAM. Oh, this must be Todd Cuddlebar right there on the phone. He was just, you know, whether a scream or a drop a banana. <laughs> I think he screamed. WQAM, yeah, that's what I heard. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you left off John Stamos off today's poll. Blackie. Blackie is a singer? Yeah, yeah, that's. Stinky band for a while back. Oh, that, that's right. Oh, it was terrible. Stinky band, that's right. Yeah, it was really rotten. Well. And uh, your poll for tomorrow, I, I didn't like the remake of The Hung and the Restless. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, should have quit while you were behind. John Stamos, there you go. Poor Blackie. Don't be picking on Blackie. You know, he isn't, uh, well, you know, makeup does wonders. As a matter of fact, everybody talks about how great Brad Pitt still looks. Uh, no. No. Even though he gets microdermabrasion, well, at least six not people enough. killed and uh, injured, uh, eight injured in a Texas car crash, and 14 puppies were lost too in Oklahoma. You know, I, I don't want to like uh, demean because the world doesn't have any value on human life anyway. But the things that they put in, just in major bullet. Okay, so there's a car accident. Well, okay, that's bad, and uh, we're, we're sorry. Now, what were we just saying? Brad Pitt gets microdermabrasion, but not enough of it. Oh man. I don't remember where the hell I saw him in the last month or two. Um, oh, he's on the TV all the time because of the whole No, 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 no. But this wasn't one of those appearances where they got like 40 pounds of makeup. Right. My God. He, he looked about 90 years old. He has what? pits. Yeah, exactly. Brad has the pits. Which, I mean, granted, what is he, about 87 now or something? He's got to be 40-something, right? Right. 
and they do a real good job with makeup, and you say, gee, he looks pretty good. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you about him. And, and he would, the, the movie you're going to see there, the uh, um, Primal Fear, uh-huh. uh, he wasn't bad in the movie. He wasn't good. He was just in it. You know what I mean? He, was, he, he, he did what he just there. He walked through. Kind of like the phony work he does as, as defense attorney when he faked that. He faked the acting. Too. He, he, you know, he didn't have to do anything, which is fine. It was just Brad Pitt, and he was like one of the least of the characters. But, you know, I mean, the, the only movie I really cared for him in all that much, and that's only because he was young and he really looked good, was that one uh, the, uh, the, about the, Across the Tracks with Ricky Shorter. What the hell was the name? You're the only one that knows the name of that movie. You just said it, Across the Tracks. That wasn't the name of it, was it? I think so. Get out of here. Across the, across the Tracks of My Ass. Yeah, you don't the, like it. <laughs> yeah. No, Google it. Google uh, do IMDb and Brad Pitt. Google That's it not now. the name of the movie. Across the track, on the other side of the tracks, or something like that. Was that it? Something like that. But I think it was it's across in with Ricky Schroeder, who just gives me spilkies. I just want to vomit when I see him. You know. Oh, but then he grew up and became Rick Schroeder. No, it's still Ricky Schroeder, and he's still annoying. Definitely across the tracks. No, Chris. See, there you go. Uh, to loose, to loose la tracks. Sorry, I argued with you. Across the tracks. Well, I know my Brad Pitt stuff. Now he looked really good there, but then again, he ought to have looked good because he was a young guy. But uh, as the years went on, now, what, name me a good movie he was in. I mean, don't tell me uh, The Fight Club. No, I'm not. Don't tell me uh, Meet Ed Black. Or California. Seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, California, I would say yes. He was very good. Seven, he, it was a good movie, but he wasn't good in it. And uh, they were okay. Now, would you argue with that? Would you say he did a good job? What's uh, the fuck? A little, little melodramatic you know, there. All of the acting he did in that movie prior to that scene was demolished, was devastated by, what's in the box? I mean, yes. Right. In, I mean, in a moment what, of melodrama. Was, movie, what, was the director out for lunch when they filmed that scene? I mean, they must have been. He must oh, have so. missed that somehow. Yeah. So what was in the box? His wife's head. Oh. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Sophie. Wow. Well, that was a good movie though, and I'll tell you, wasn't Morgan Freeman in that? Yes. Yeah. No, Morgan Freeman is great, boy. There, there's a guy. Snatch is another really good one. Yes, it I is. I beg your pardon. Snatch is great. You should see it. Better take the break. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. I'm Pit God. Packed my pizza and shoved it into my checkered bed. Now you can't kick mo around no mo. All that makes got my sore. The best years of what remains of my life I gave to this place. Just for old times, I think I'll go and hail the fumes of the blissfully imperted men's room. I've had enough of you, guys. Not using asphalt or light. You bastards should only drop dead men to die. Back in for the car that I drove on town. I'd go to my orifice and clean out my desk. 
That is, if I only had an orifisaurus, I slept up to Bogart, who the public said watched the shoppers from a bench. I wonder if Raymond Bird felt this way when he got turned down for a day. I leave it here, but you sport whole queer thing for the less of me. Boy, boy, 147. Look at the last two entries on the blog there, on uh, Greg Kotex's blog. Oh, I don't have that open. They're both, this is Eddie, and, co- and actually they both go on. And, uh, bal- yeah, bal- bal- like, bal- like bal- this bal- calls. Yeah. Bal- bal- this is Eddie. Excellent. Nice going, Eddie. Better over there than uh, by us. Oh, how come I have uh, not talked about this? I've had this story in my pile for a couple of days, but uh, muy importante. Online search engine leader Google Inc. has agreed to censor its results in China. Adhering to the country's free speech restrictions in return for better access in the Internet's fastest-growing market. In other words, we're a bunch of whores. We don't care what a bunch of censoring commie pinkos you are. In addition to which, in the U.S., we censor everything anyway, so why not, eh? We'll take the cash. The Mountain View, California-based company planned to roll out a new version of its search engine bearing China's web suffix .cn. So yesterday, as a matter of fact, this story is from Tuesday. A Chinese-language version of Google search engine has previously been available through the company's .com address in the USA. By creating a unique address for China, Google hopes to make its search engine more widely available, easier to use in the world's most populous country. Because the government barriers set up to suppress information, like some of the truth, Google's China users previously been blocked from using the search engine or encountered lengthy delays in response time. You know, speaking of uh, uh, avian flu, maybe it's a good thing they didn't catch that chicken. That's a good point. The service troubles have frustrated many Chinese users hobbling Google's efforts to expand its market share in a country that expected to emerge as an Internet gold mine over the next decade. It's pretty obvious that those little Julios that the circle, they're the ones that are sending all the um, yeah. stuff on the, uh, chat, the chat. Yeah. Well, it's good they found something to do. Yeah, good, yeah. Give a little rest, let it heal up for a while. U.S. military, and of course, we do not negotiate uh, for the release of hostages. You do understand that. Unless, you know, well, we want to. Unless it looks bad. The U.S. military reportedly freed five Iraqi women detainees today whose release have been demanded by the kidnappers of American reporter Jill Carroll as a condition of sparing her life. An AP photographer at the scene reported the five were driven from U.S. custody to the home of a senior Sunni politician in Baghdad and returned to their families. The report release came after the U.S. military announced earlier today that a total of 422 detainees would be freed today and manana. A group that claimed responsibility for abducting Carroll in Baghdad January 7th had threatened to kill her unless all female detainees in American custody were set free. They want to be free. People want to be free. Just ask Felix Cavalieri and the uh, rascals. Now, Broward doctor wants to be free, but he won't be. This Botox stuff, man, what a bunch of crap. Well, it goes to show you, stupid people. I, uh-huh. I'll say it again. Just like that Kevin Trudeau, I changed my mind. If there are stupid people out there, go exploit them and take their money. One victim said he thought he was dead when he woke in a hospital room, unable to move or speak. Another said she was a prisoner of her own body, had to learn to communicate using her toe. After hearing the dramatic testimony of two individuals temporarily paralyzed from shots they thought were the popular anti-wrinkle drug Botox, U.S. District Judge James Cohen sentenced Broward County doctor Bach McComb 
B-A-C-H, Bach McComb, to three years in federal prison, the stiffest possible sentence. In November 2004, McComb, his one-time girlfriend, Alma Hall, and Eric and Bonnie Kaplan of Palm Beach Gardens contracted severe botulinum poisoning after McComb injected them with botulinum toxin type A, or is that botulinum toxin type A, a potentially illegal, lethal ingredient that's used to make the drug Botox. A year later, McComb, 48, pleaded guilty to a single count of trafficking in a drug that was not federally approved. Now he's going up the, uh, up the stream, up the river for three years, up the creek. I guess they got a bad crick. Now, Damien writes. Oh, Damien from The Omen. Remember The Omen? Oh, yeah. I know you don't watch the Today Show. Absolutely, Damien. I wouldn't watch it uh, if a gun was held to my head. But today, Howie Dean was on. He was able to shut up Katie Couric. You go, Howie. That's our man. Howie Dean, I told you that. I told you that a long time ago. And he was like, ah, no, he's a crazy person. Yeah. You thought he was crazy? Look what we got now. First, she tried to have him comment on Hillary Clinton and her saying that the Republican Congress was being run like a plantation, to which he replied without hesitation. It was the same thing Newt Gingrich said in the past. She quickly moved on, and he's right about that. At the end, she tried to say that uh, Abramoff had given money to the Democrats as well as the Republicans, and how he instantly told her that she was wrong. And I can't read it. He said not one dime was given, and I can't read because this uh, yeah, is hard enough. How much you want to bet she'll never come back and say the Today Show had it wrong? I would love to stand on her head. <laughs> oh. Good luck, Damien. Have a good time. Yeah, Too bad I can't read that. Riley again. Jesus Christ. Speaking of what time is his show on, maybe we can put him on the other station over there and get uh, some talent on there. Maybe like between uh, two and four. Maybe we can put him on two to four. We ain't got a real. We got Keldy today and Revolving Doe two to four. But I'm sure right now that Joe is in there with our part-time program director and they're hammering out a solution for that two to four thing, which, of course, is Mad Dog two to six. Don't forget, starting Monday, Jim Mandich two to six. Boy, can you imagine if he ever agreed to do that, which I doubt, but if he did, can you oh, imagine right. the, the impaling on, on letter openers that would happen across the street? You'd be able to hear the sounds over there. The stream of blood would probably flow right down Don't across cut. the street. Don't cut! Riley says, speaking of the remake of Pink Panther, Chris Tucker, Mike Myers, and Kevin Spacey all considered for the part of Inspector Clouseau, but turned it down except for Steve Martin. Well, that's because they were smart and he was not. Horror. Jackie Chan was also considered for Cato, Clouseau's assistant. Pretty sad. Peter Sellers is rolling in his grave. Riley says, and you are... Absolutely correct, sir. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. God? Hey. It's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany, but good, clean family fun. I'm here, and you're there. <laughs> I can tie that phrase, huh? You know that pipe smoking thing's rape is funny? Is that funny, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Well, now, see here. Right now. Oh, I want no pants. Drop it off down you. there. Hey, you like it? Hey, get your head down. Get out of there. Shut up and submit. That's what you want. Don't touch my delicate. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. <laughs> What are you, some kind of fairy? I'm not a What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand to get paid by the door. Yeah! 
Now, we're going to make something out of this crepe paper, you understand? You. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> okay. It's a joke, you moron. Ah. Oh, no. There's Martians in my pants. Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yes. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. But now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. There isn't a more candle. Give you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Ah, now look what you made me do. God, take your pants on. Now, then why? You want to walk my show? You'll do as you're told. Now, get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now, come here. Now, get over there. Come here. Now, come here. Right there. Over here. Oh. the pizza. No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza. Now, see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza. I did not steal Stole the pizza. You the... only had one slice. Put your head closer to the glass door. See if anybody's inside. Okay. No. Closer. Closer? A little closer. Like this. Like this. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I ought to... Now, see here. All right, all right, you supplicants, step aside. I'm the new Pope, see? I stand before you now. Let me bless you, my son. Under the door, under the door, under the door. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't like the look of that tutelage. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never find me in Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. I go home now. Who wants yours? Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. Bye, bye, bye.